go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me tonight on Coalition M. I'm your host, Carson Lopez. I have a couple of special guests with me today, two this time instead of one. But before I get into that, let me say the quote of the night, which is, if you are not afraid of the voices inside you, you will not fear the critics outside you. And that is a Natalie Goldberg quote. I'm sure Uriel's familiar with her. <laughs> we read one of her books about uh, writing in a class we had together. So these two guys are a couple of very good friends of mine, which means we are, we are definitely going to fight. <laughs> Mostly because I have a few choice words to say about Batman. And I know that one of my buddies here thinks Batman farts sunshine. <laughs> Other than that, though... <laughs> I have invited them on to talk about movies, uh, diversity in Hollywood, and some other things that we will definitely get into later. So, without further ado, hello, Jaren. Wow. Hello, Uriel. Please hello. introduce hello. yourselves. Say whatever you like about yourself, major, whatever. Okay. Let uh, us know. <coughs> my name is Uriel Campos. I'm an English major, uh, philosophy minor. I'm a senior, going to be a super senior next year. Oh, boy. And uh, <laughs> um, my interests are movies, just about anything to do with movies, reading, running, uh, rap music, and uh, just kind of, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Uh, my name is Jaron Moss. I am an informatics major. My an emphasis in video production. I'm gonna be a s junior next year, not a sophomore. Um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and my you know. hobbies, yeah, my <laughs> hobbies include, I guess, going to the movies a lot, uh, playing video games, procrastination, <laughs> and I think that's not eating like breakfast food. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay, I forgot to add procrastination on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, so I just want to say thank you guys for showing up tonight. I have a few questions, and I'm sure that you each have some different answers for me. So I'm just going to start out with some general Hollywood questions. All right. Do you think actors and actresses should ever not be eligible for receiving a reward based off of what they do in their personal lives so like crimes <laughs> that they commit <laughs> do you think that that should do you think that that should uh, it make exclude them from the list of winning an oscar emmy yeah. uh whatever tony do um, you think that that should be a thing i think that i don't know what like the precedent is with like sports or like the hall of fame and like the nobel priest Peace Prize, but mm -hmm. I feel like uh, if it should fall in like that kind of category. So I get, I don't know, like if they commit crimes, they don't get it. Or it's like revoked mm -hmm. or whatever. I guess if it is, then I, I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so you don't, I you, don't do you think that'd be okay if it did happen? I but think either way, be, I think as long as it happens, like with all like awards given to mm -hmm. adults, then I don't see why that would be like a thing people would not be for. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like. 
an odd way to answer the question. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Very political way to answer the question. Yeah, I was about to say, all over you, Jared. You just thoroughly confused me, but I feel like I learned something. Yep, yep, yep. So, what do you think, Uriel? Well, I mean, uh, if you look more recently with this last year's Oscars, uh, I don't know if anyone, if any of you heard of uh, Birth of a Nation that yep. came out, uh, mm-hmm. direct, directed by Nate Parker, uh, starring Nate Parker. Uh, that movie was getting a lot of Oscar buzz up until everybody heard and um, about his uh, sexual assault case that happened a few years, like, you know, years back. Mm-hmm. And um, that that kind of killed his momentum. And, I mean, the movie didn't turn out to be all that good anyways. Mm-hmm. But but everybody was talking about that's the movie of the year right there, like, without a doubt. And then once that came out and everybody stopped talking about the movie, nobody really, really went out to watch it. So I feel like, I feel like it really shouldn't affect the awards because you're you're judging it based on the performance and not necessarily anything that goes on outside outside of uh outside of the set if right. you will um and i feel like you know and like with the case of nate parker it seems like justice kind of has a funny way of circling back around uh whether or not i mean he was found innocent regardless so you know but yeah i think that like has, has to do with like um i guess anytime that there's real voting going on obviously like the Oscars isn't real like voting, but like if you do like want to vote for somebody or something and then you find out they do something bad, I think a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to vote for them now because people are going to think what I think that they did is like good. Like they, like mm-hmm. they condone it and they're not like trying to punish them. Yeah. Not necessarily that they should, but I think that also like plays into not, it shouldn't affect it, but like it does affect it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, well, then if we are going to make that a, a, a requirement, mm-hmm where do we draw the line like what crimes are eligible for exclusion yeah and what crimes are fine you know so like if they're in kansas and they get arrested for having weed on their person no one's gonna be that threatened about it but then of course if they were involved (laughs) in a sexual assault or a murder murder (laughs) or some kind of domestic abuse situation then people are really upset if they win something uh-huh. You know, and so it's like, mm-hmm. if we are going to make that happen, if we are going to have to make them be more upstanding citizens, where are we going to draw the line between what's an okay crime to get away with and what's not okay to get away with, you That's know? I think it, like, also, like, they they try to, like, appease the audience, sort of, like, not yeah. to, like, uh, like, a, like oh, the audience wants this, we have to get that, but it's, like, I'm pr- like people wouldn't be okay with them, get, like, if they feel like people wouldn't be okay with them giving more, I feel like, right. like we're just not going to do it this time. Yeah, but it's also kind of like what Uriel said, you know, it it doesn't have anything to do with how good of an actor they are. Yeah, you're right. You know, unwritten rule sort of. Right. Well, we get well, because I don't know how it is with other cultures and other societies. Mm -hmm. It seems like we get so involved with the actors lives (laughs) and we we think we know them and we think that we we get freelance on dictating what kind of a person they get to be be, just because we're watching them and that has nothing to do like any of the actors who are only there to get attention are not going to make it very far we've seen that you know yeah Yeah. uh except for kristen stewart (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) i don't i'm not gonna talk about that right now uh (laughs) but you know it just and so it's kind of like well we don't know these people and that's not why they're here you know they're not here to win a best person of the year award they're here to win best actor, actor best yeah. actress best uh singer whatever best director things like that and but it does make people feel sketched out uh when they voted or somebody who's won is maybe a little 
freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little, like, not okay with Uh other people's version of how they want their actors, quote-unquote, to be. be. You know? And so, maybe that's because... Maybe maybe we really shouldn't be reading all this gossip about mm-hmm. what these random celebrities are up to every day because honestly, who cares? <laughs> you know. <laughs> true, true. But the more we read about it, the, the more, more we're like, well, I had an idea of who you were, and it turns out uh, you're not perfect, or even worse, you're, you assault people. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, well, yeah, but they never said that they were here to be the best person. They, they were here to compete against who can act, who can convince you that they are that person. So they kind of did win <laughs> in a <laughs> sick way. <laughs> but Truly best actor. Goes tr- best through. actor. I really thought, uh, and that's been coming up a lot. Like the whole, the sexual assault, mm-hmm. um, with people like Chris Brown, well, not sexual assault with Chris Brown, but domestic violence, mm-hmm. things like that. Active, yeah. Assault in general, Chris Brown, um, the Affleck brother, what's his name? Casey Affleck. Casey yeah. Affleck. Yeah, uh, things that, and they, and they keep making money. You know, yeah. I think maybe people maybe have a right to feel cheated. Like kind of like, well, I don't support, I don't like what he does, but wow, that music is it's great. Really you good. know, yeah. like I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I love Chris Brown's music and I will be dancing to all kinds of things that have awful things <laughs> to say about women and I'll still <laughs> dance to it because it's got a sick beat and I don't care, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, and then some people are like, well, you know, I think that the more we listen to that, the more it sinks in mm-hmm. and the more we start thinking like that. And so then we're just kind of letting it go and yeah. maybe we should be letting it go. But I mean, I feel but. like when it comes to, um, like when it comes to nonviolent crimes, like that's kind of whatever, like drugs or, you know, mm-hmm. what have you. Like, like th- that can kind of be brushed off to the side by the public. But when it comes to violent crimes like the domestic abuse or sexual assault, um, recency plays a big part. Like if it just happened yesterday, then everyone just kind of kind of like want to forget about you. But mm-hmm. if it happened like 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, there's still going to be some sour feelings about it. But like I feel like the character of the person and how they act about it like in retrospect like you know they say like oh you know i regret that that yeah. that was a horrible decision on my part and you know i i, I swear to never had like you know do that yeah. do that type of stuff again or whatever then you can kind of give them some leeway i feel mm-hmm. but even then like you know it's still in the back of everybody's mind like i know that's always in the back of mind whenever right. i listen to chris brown right yeah yeah I, I know like another side of the argument would be like well the reason that like if i was like in favor of like there being like a rule like if you did a certain thing you get like you don't get the reward it would be these people, like, I guess a lot of people see them as, like, role models, so younger people. Yeah. Because, like, if this person, like, getting all these awards and, like, everyone knows they did all these bad things, what is that necessarily, like, telling mm-hmm. the children of our society? Like, <laughs> what it, like for the future, it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want as long as you're, like, yeah. good at something. And I think, like, that's probably, like, another why people are like, well, I don't want them to have this. And, like, we live in a society where our entertainment is sort of dictated by the people that are consuming it. Like we do right. have that sort of power to like say who is popular and who isn't, yeah. based off of whatever reason we feel necessary. Right. Yeah, and you know, on one end of the spectrum, it's like, well, they're not politicians. You're right. You yeah. know, they're not trying to lead us necessarily. But on the other end, they do. Yeah. They do lead us, and they do show us uh, how we're supposed to act if we see Shia LaBeouf screaming in a Nazi's <laughs> face. We're gonna think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and if we think that it's okay 
to do drugs. You know, mm-hmm. I read a I read Lady Gaga one of her biographies, and she told people that she was always doing drugs at our age, nineteen twenty twenty one, always doing drugs, and she said it helped her artistically. And when you read something like that, you're like, oh, so it's not so bad to be an addict, you know, and, and I think if, especially if that's taken out of context, yeah. you can really misinterpret, especially on, like you said, you know, young kids, young kids yeah. are looking at this. Young kids are very impressionable. We're still very impressionable people, even as educated as we're becoming, we're still, there's still a part of us that just wants to fit mm-hmm. with whatever we're seeing, yeah, yeah. you know, and so. I don't know, that's, I would think just for standardization uh, issues, no, I wouldn't say that that's fair to disqualify yeah. someone, but so I'm also disgusted when, <laughs> I see <laughs> when, I, when I see that Casey I mean, Affleck is getting all this attention, and I'm like, yeah. he's, he's sexually harassed a bunch of women in his, well, when he was making this movie Maybe that yeah. somebody just, well, I don't think it was the same movie, but... Uh, when he's making movies, women have reported him for sexual I harassment. I feel like you know? if it's something that, like, they're doing it, like, while they're do like, if it's, like, they're at the movie that is being, like, nominated, if that's, like, where he's doing this at, yeah. like, that's his craft, where he, like, his art is where he's right. doing the sexual harassment, I feel like then, I think that okay. would necessarily be where, like, okay. okay, you can't have this because when you're doing your work, is when you're doing the <laughs> you're bad thing. You're hurting people, yeah. yeah. so I feel like maybe if it's, like, obviously it's still not good no matter where he does it, right. but it wouldn't matter as much as if. He just did it somewhere that isn't, like, mm-hmm. the set of the movie that is being nominated right. for. Right, yeah. But, but then you get into some tricky waters with that because what about, like, method acting? Like, what if True. you say, like, oh, I, I was just me, be- I was just being, I was just in character doing that. Right. Then, I mean, then, like, then you kind of, you kind of got to set some boundary Boundary, where it's like okay like what's what's okay to do as a method actor like to yourself and to others and Mm -hmm. what's not okay to do i mean as long as it's for the arts (laughs) 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 well you know because i'm sure that you both know that in suicide squad jared leto was sending dead things to (laughs) (laughs) to margot robbie Uh and And everybody else on set yeah yeah and i would like to think not a single person was okay with that but we're Everybody not like getting we're not mad at him. <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. saying, Jared, <laughs> I mean, at the, at the worst, that those are like pranks, if anything. You know? Right. Like, it, it, it's not like it, If it was anybody somebody. else, though, that would be a yeah, threat. Yeah, why are you saying <laughs> that That would be a threat. I think when it comes to like, like movie stars and stuff like that, I think they all kind of like are in that mind. Like they're all like, okay, like if that's what you need to do, do it. Like to an extent, they're willing to put up with more things than the average American would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what you said, if someone were to send you dead animals, like this probably isn't for yeah. anything you're doing that is productive. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, if I were to come out of my trailer and stumble upon a dead animal, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to drop this product. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a paper. I just thought I would send yeah. you a dead animal. You, yeah. know, you know what? There was some... Tumblr was giving Jared Leto a really hard time about Suicide Squad <laughs> because they were like... Um, so bad. They were like, oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto says... Right? Let's put M&Ms in the Skittles. <laughs> and, and the director's like, whoa, Jared, that's too far. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I'm like, poor Jared really wanted to be the Joker. Oh and they gave him not, no screen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The editors butchered that. They You're did. right. But you oh. know what? Still an addicting movie. The soundtrack? The soundtrack was, yes. was wonderful. truly amazing. I could watch the movie <laughs> right. over and over again. Just close my eyes. And <laughs> or, <laughs> or you could just listen to the soundtrack and completely yeah. ignore it. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a, a question that tags off of that initial question. All right. 
is there any way to know if a celebrity is truly a terrible person? Can we only ever love them or hate them for their performances on screen? So you can deal with those <laughs> two questions at uh, one at a time, I think, is best. I think when I wrote that down, I meant for that to come later. That uh, second question. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think for the first question about can you really tell if a celebrity is a truly horrible person, I think that's more so like can you really tell if anyone is truly a well, horrible yeah. person? Yeah. All right, settle yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uriel's the yeah. philosophy <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, especially when the person is a professional actor. Right. I feel like they're the best at hiding the horrible right. things they do. Public persona right. and all well, that. Right, well, yeah. you know, so here's an example. Um, Alec Baldwin uh-huh. supposedly wrote a note to his daughter calling her all sorts of things, <laughs> like a slut, and, oh, and, no. he, and he was... I don't know exactly what he said because this was actually second-hand information. Okay, okay. Possibly third-hand information. But uh, <laughs> if, let's say he really did do that, mm-hmm. I don't know if that, if he did that, if, if they do it, you know, in their personal lives, obviously they're not acting, but we, that's yeah. all we see. Uh-huh, we I only see all the good things they do and all the terrible things they do. And so how can we tell, right, <laughs> yeah. and so how can we tell? If we really would get along with the celebrity, you know, everybody, not everybody, but most people really like Jennifer Lawrence because she's so quirky yeah. and relatable she, she, yeah. she's relatable and she trips when she goes up to <laughs> receive her Oscar. Like everybody loves her because she's so, so yeah. human, but we haven't seen her. I mean, there have been some things she's messed up with uh, that people can get upset with her about. Mm-hmm. Like I think she called um, Christian Bale fat one time because they were doing a movie together and he was fat. He had to get fat. And so <laughs> she was kind of making fun of him for that and yeah. people got upset. But we don't see, people don't follow her around waiting for her to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean she's not out there doing something crazy all yeah. the time. We just don't see it, you know, so. Yeah. This actually brings up, I was watching this video and they were talking about how um, Mama June, Honey Boo Boo's mom, <laughs> how she like mm-hmm. lost all this weight and people are like praising her now, but like she was they like the person the people they were talking about like went back about how like she was okay with her daughter being like molested by her father her stepfather and like right. she's like okay like it's every uh, everyone's okay with it but it's like why are people like happy and, like they're getting a show again mm-hmm. and she's like well, why are people happy and all that and like the dude was talking about how like we really don't necessarily know the relationship with the people that like their family like what if the daughter is just a bunch of horrible things <laughs> yeah, that's why he wrote the letter because she just <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex Ball. <laughs> he was like, I maybe she is a slut. <laughs> maybe he so was. <laughs> maybe he wasn't trying to be mean. Maybe he was just he like, was hey, just, you're yeah, a slut. He's telling her how it is, but it was just like how we really don't know like the relationship between two people and how like sometimes on set like as you said like Jennifer Lawrence, so she was like joking with him. We don't uh-huh. know they relate. Like maybe that's right. something they like to do with each other. Right. And like from the outside, I were like, you're a horrible person for saying that. But like they're like giggling and laughing. Right. <laughs> and every they're okay with it. It's so, like why shouldn't we be? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to uh, like celebrities, we kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt unless some kind of scandal or something breaks out. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, like interviews and whatnot, we can kind of judge. Uh, we can kind of judge based off of that. But even then, that's still a little bit of like a public persona, you know, because the camera's mm-hmm. still on. Yeah. And you never, right. and you never really know someone's true character unless they're behind closed doors, or even then, like you know, just kind of in the comfort of their own home, surrounded by cl- surrounded by loved ones. Right. Um. What? Whenever I that. Whenever you asked that question, I immediately thought of uh, Mel Gibson, like a few years yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Whenever that record, those recordings came out yeah. of him, and you know everybody thought his career was dead. And then this past year, he made a huge comeback with uh, Hacksaw Ridge, amazing movie, by the way. Yep, yep, yep. 
Um, and, you know, whether or not you think um, Mel Gibson, I mean, for all I know, he probably still is a terrible person. Maybe he still thinks those <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, as long as he, he um, you know, he, he kind of keeps that to himself, kind of keeps his, yeah. you know, um, his own personal, you know, like, you know, hate, like hateful or negative yeah, thoughts. Yeah, as long as it doesn't show in his work, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because in his work, like, you can't tell. Like, it's, you mm-hmm. know, like, he, he, like, everybody's treated fairly or whatever. Like, the... Like the Japanese in the movie are, are aren't represented stereotypically. They're you know yeah. like as far, as far as from what I've seen, they've uh, like you know they're 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 not they're not painted under a racist light in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. So you the can, you yeah. Can, you so can the question is, does it matter? You know, I mean, does it matter if they're a terrible person? To an extent, it depends again on what, what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a mass yeah. murderer. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll hopefully be in, he or she will hopefully be in jail if. Yeah, true. 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 Hopefully, <laughs> if, if they have killed people and everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, other than, you know, there are always those O.J. Simpson cases where it's like <laughs> if they're the going to get off and you know fit, it. You yeah. Have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's a good point. You know that as long as it doesn't show no in their work yeah. that they're that they have these opinions yeah. that are in whatever way adverse or the things that they do to others. Mm-hmm. You know, but that also sounds like something that people would get really upset. You're about right. Is, I know. Yeah. Is as long I as you can't, can't tell, tell, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can't tell, Casey Affleck is a creep. Yeah, I think allegedly it's you're fine. Right. But it's kind of like it goes back to what we pointed out in the first question. Was like we didn't. I'm not watching this. Yeah. Like because of like the person that's in it, or some people right. do obviously. But it's like I'm watching because I w- I want to be in, like I want to be entertained, and if it fulfills that, then like technically speaking <laughs> like by definition it did its job and it's a good thing yeah even if the person that did it is yeah. horrible yeah, yeah. It's, it's the age-old philosophical question of can you separate the art from the artist mm-hmm. and um yeah and if you can't then okay then what's then what's the boundary or what's the line there and to me um again it's a case by case thing you can't just paint a broad brush say like oh yeah like the like the artist and the like the art and the artist can always be separated Mm-hmm. But then, when it comes to uh, you know certain certain cases, like uh, God, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was the, this guy, the director who directed the Jeepers Creepers movies. I can't remember his name, yeah. and I don't remember if it was the first or the second one. But he's up to direct the third one, and he was arrested and jailed for uh, child molestation. And he did his time. I think he did like 10 to 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Got out of got out of prison. And uh, and he was and now he's set to direct Jeepers Creepers three. They haven't announced a release date or anything. They just said we're making this. Here's the guy who's helming it. And <laughs> and we're all like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I feel like when it comes to that, for me, that's where I draw the line for yeah. sure. But okay. you know, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And that also goes like in how I was saying, like we decide like what succeeds and what doesn't by going out. Right. And like buying tickets. So it's like right. if yeah, you money feel talks. yeah, if you feel like right. you, this person isn't good and you don't want to support them anymore. And there are enough people that feel that way, then they won't do good, and then it is how it should be. Right. Why do you think we care so much about who our actors are and who our actresses are and what they do with their lives? Why does that matter so much to us? Why is that so important? You know, if if it's just, if all it comes down to is, are they convincing you about the role they're playing? That's really what it comes down to in the Mm -hmm. end, because they do still win. They do still win these awards, and they do still get credit. You know, so why do we feel like we should watch out for them you know yeah i think i personally think i'm doing great at this just because i'm lazy but i like sometimes <laughs> i'll watch it like i have no idea who's in that movie i don't know the actor's name i'm like well i mean that person was really good in that movie <laughs> i think they did excellent but it's like i don't just because i'm bad with social media so i guess i'm not like 
all up in their like information, <laughs> but I think it's because people feel like they like live through them sort of. It's like, well, you did good at this, and I can like like kind of just like with social media in general, how like famous people become famous on social because their lives look perfect. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I want to be a part of that, and I can through your pictures. So please post yeah. more. So please be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I feel like the difference between uh, like actors and directors in terms of that question, it's like. With directors, writers, ex- producers, etc., they're behind the camera. You never really see them unless you, you know, go out of your way, Google their name, and you know, look at their pictures, look at interviews, or whatever. Actors and actresses—they're the first thing you see when you when you turn on a movie, turn on a TV, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So their mm-hmm. face is there, and sometimes it's hard to separate like their image, like on the screen, versus their image from what you've heard, like yeah. you know, happen off off the set. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably why we care so much, is because like you can't remove the face unless you know like you know Vin Diesel voicing Groot on Guardians <laughs> of Galaxy where it's like, a tree and it's like if you didn't know that was Vin Diesel there's a good chance you you know you're just like oh hey you know that 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 was that that uh that talking tree is really funny yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I, I feel like it's this part of like the whole face thing like you know yeah. you, you can't you can't you know not pretend that uh that that's Casey Affleck right there and not be re- and immediately reminded of what it was yeah that uh and when you think about it it's kind of like the point of a movie is it's like draw you into this world that obviously doesn't exist. Yeah, escape. And it's like so it's like you go in there like you're with them. You experience like all these mm-hmm. kind of like when you read a book. It's like oh I love this character. Like me and this character would like eat lunch. We'd be mm-hmm. so close friends. And it's like you grow like or really attached to them. T- <laughs> or, or, or lover. <laughs> yeah. And you like grow attached to them. And I think that's like well okay I've seen all these movies with them in there and all these movies I love their character. So I bet I would love this person in real life too. Right. <laughs> and right. That's, like, that's the jump thing. Right. Yeah. And you and. You know, I can re- definitely relate to that because as a middle schooler, when when Twilight came out, <laughs> I wanted Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson to yeah. be together. And when I saw, <laughs> and when I saw Remember Me, uh-huh. Robert Pattinson was not with Kristen Stewart. And I was like, this yeah. is an abomination. Uh, yeah, I was like, what is this vampire doing in this <laughs> what movie? <laughs> what, is this, yeah, what is this vampire doing in 9-11? Oh, yeah. spoiler, I guess. Whoops. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll edit that <laughs> out, Jaren. You'll edit that out, right? I'll try my hardest. <laughs> I love how that's oh, revealed man. at like the last like minute of the movie. Right. <laughs> Honestly, that was so. I just didn't get any closure at all. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get any. <laughs> oh, that's just not. That's what's happening. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Right. Else? It's like this seems vaguely familiar. What is happening? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, God, but. So do you guys think that we can only ever love or hate our performers, mm-hmm. entertainers, that's think. what they are, based on their performances on screen? No. No? No way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I, as humans, I think we're incapable. Obviously, there are some better at it than others. We're incapable of but at some compartmentalizing <laughs> things <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to stick things, our nose we're just everything. like, no, these have to touch. These are the <laughs> <laughs> foods that have <laughs> to go together. <laughs> that's why everybody hates Americans, because yeah. <laughs> we're too food to touch. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, and uh, sometimes it, it becomes really negative because mm-hmm. I've found myself <laughs> hating Kristen Stewart <laughs> for no reason, like, other than, you know, some scandal yeah. back in 2010, uh-huh, yeah. you know, and I still hate her. <laughs> Isn't that I just like how you're able to, like, form this super strong yes. relationship, whether it be positive or right. negative, and, like, have never met talked the person. to this person. Right. But you're like, no, I hate you. No, I hate I you. Know I hate you. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and al- also, I think she's an awful actress. And so it's a mixture of both there, I guess. Have you seen Still Alice? 
No. She's actually and, pretty good. And I that. heard she was good, yeah, and it good. made me it, upset. It just, when I heard she, like, she nah. was good. I was like, no, she, she can't, can't be, be good. good. So you're just not even going to root for no, her? No, not at all. I will not root for her. Because I heard okay. her say one time in an interview that she tries to uh, embed as much of herself into a role as she can. And oh. I was like, that's not acting. <laughs> so what do you do? <laughs> I mean, Will Smith is doing a great job, and I think yeah? that he plays himself in every movie. Oh, so and so does Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And I love and Robert I lo- Downey and Jr. And I love Bill. I think it's just some people like we want their person to be the right. character they're playing, and other people are like, you can do without putting yourself in this right. role because we don't right. care too much about so, you. So yeah, so as it's got, I've got kind of a double standard yeah. going because I love Robert Downey Jr., yeah. but I like who he is. is. Yeah, you like like that person, and it's yes. cool when that person so can it's just fine. be himself. If he can't act, it doesn't matter because he's. <laughs> but then Kristen Stewart. But Kristen Stewart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Do you guys think that there is any way to prove that a movie is truly good? So I guess this comes down to what what are the merits of a good movie? If there could be a, a top three must-haves to be a good movie. Like kind of objectively speaking. Right. Is there an objective way to tell if a movie is good? I think that the best way to tell would be to <laughs> identify. Like, obviously, <laughs> there are people that have written books and mm-hmm. such. So, like, um, I think to, like, figure out what are, like, the, ba- the, ba- the basic, s- not ba- like, the standards or techniques used in movies. Yeah. And then, like, see which movies have, like, have best executed that. And, like, that along goes with, like, writing, I guess, would be a big one. Mm-hmm. Acting probably would be. And then maybe, like, just, like, the scenes and, like, I guess, like, the actual art of film, not necessarily mm-hmm. entertainment. And then from there. So, like, maybe, like, the top ten best movies of, like, actual all time mm-hmm. are not the most entertaining movies of all time. They may be the most boring movies, but the most, like, Space Odyssey. yeah, like, mechanically um, perfect movies, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the first movie that comes to mind whenever you say, like, not entertaining but amazing is a 2001 A Space Odyssey. Whenever I try to watch that movie, it's it's beautiful. It was made in like 1961. It it, it still holds up today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no wonder they say Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. <laughs> 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 it, looks, it looks really good. Um, but uh, but like I watched it and I fell asleep in the middle of it. I <laughs> I, I, I rarely try. I rarely fell asleep during movies. But uh-huh. oh man, I need to go back and rewatch it. But it was it was a beautiful movie for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me, the top three fundamentals for uh, movies is uh, writing. Because if you don't have an interesting story to begin with, then I mean you have no framework for your movie. So what what involves that? What involves writing? Dialogue? Writing or uh, setting and stuff like that? Yeah, well, definitely just kind of like overall narrative and okay. dialogue yeah. as well. Because yeah, um, dialogue yeah. matters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Uh huh. Because uh, like narrative is just kind of like okay, like here's point A to point B, or, you know, point A to Z to G to D, you know, whatever mm-hmm. your yeah. whatever your movie's bit uh, ordered in, and. Um, and if, and if you got the narrative down, you got someone interested in your story. And then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, and then the dialogue and the pacing is kind of what carries you throughout the movie and keeps them interested from point A to Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's that, those are the two main things when it comes to like writing film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, directing and acting, for sure. Because directors kind of overlook everything because it's yeah. their vision. Like if like if if you ever see like you know for a trailer it says from the visionary mind of Zack Snyder or whatever yeah. else, because it's it's their vision pretty much it's their baby so they're they kind of you know overlook everything even though their main job description is to get the actors to get the performance that he wants them to or he or she wants them to, and then the actors and actresses also have to you know play their role and you know kind of give it their all because otherwise if a movie's got bad acting I mean. I tune out within 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really, yeah. You, so does it matter if you like the story 
or is these just are these just kind of because I'll be honest with you, Jaren, I hated nocturnal animals. Oh my goodness! I will, I will not so start. I have not started bringing this <laughs> up since we watched it. I that cannot, I cannot get behind it because I don't like the story. But what did you like about it? I don't like that this was all centered around one woman's. Va- vanity but like that is the thing of the movie it's like she it's all about her because in her right. mind that's all that matters right but if you're gonna make it about something that uh, abstract mm-hmm. i would want more dramatic things to happen well i think i'm i'm pretty sure there were there was definitely so some dramatic, dramatic things points. happened fictionally that is true but i would like i think it was like that because it was we were only seeing it from her point of view right yeah and she obviously like we d- she didn't know like the connection between I don't want to spoil it, but like the book, spoil it doesn't matter. The I book and like her everything. life and her past life, and I think honestly why I really enjoyed it is because a lot of movies have problems like with um, getting like exposition into the movie, like right. backstory, and that movie did yeah. it. Like it was like probably one of the like the best movies I've seen where they kind of like ease in like the backstory without actually having to like yeah. add in random like oh I, you did right. this last year and it's it's just like right. it was very tasteful the way they did it. Right, and I and I think that objectively it is a good movie. Uh huh. But I don't like it. You just don't like it. I I enjoyed it and I was hooked. Uh But I felt personally as though I was not given the satisfaction that I needed at the end. And so I don't think it was the same for the people who did watch it and loved it. Kayla loved it. So I think maybe there was a different buildup happening within the two of us that she was satisfied and I was not. So, but that, those biases aside objectively was it a good movie it you know what i mean like yeah, like that's yeah. like that's what i mean by it yeah, doesn't matter if you, you like the story doesn't matter if you fall asleep it was think, still yeah, it yeah, had all those things yeah, does that make list. it a good story though yeah. you I know f- i feel like to backtrack i mean if, if we're just going on the basis of a film and you know kind of swapping out narrative like like you know because you don't really like the narrative yeah. but you can still say it's a good movie so then i, c- I would swap out writing for cinematography if we're doing okay. big, the big three because yeah. cinematography is something that you don't really find any in any in like you know in books yeah. Or uh, music, or you know, like, uh, or painting, or you know, like uh, various other uh, mediums of art. So I feel like cinematography definitely plays a big part. Because if you can admit it's a beautiful movie, and that you like the movie, but you don't really like the story, then that's you know its own thing. Then like it's a great, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but proof, you hated it and you still liked it. <laughs> I hated it. And I still think and it's a good movie. It had to be amazing. Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's directed by Tom Ford, right? Uh, it w- I I don't know because I remember I was when I was reading up because we read up the ending t- just because we didn't okay, understand. Please it don't spoil it. I have yet to watch I w- it. I won't tell you anything about the ending. It's but okay, it was like when I was reading it. You won't understand it. It's fine. <laughs> You'll <laughs> have to look it up. It's one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know like the basic premise. I just er, don't know how it is. You do great, because yeah. I couldn't tell it's anything about the preview. I was like, I was very confused about the TV too. But yeah, it's a good movie. But I love it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and I, th- I think that this happens a lot with movies. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Tree of Life? I think is what it's called. It's Jessica Chastain and Brad Pitt, and it's about their three sons growing up. And Brad Pitt is a kind of abusive father, very no, not really. Ab- I mean, he c- I think he crosses a line. What happens is these three sons. One of them dies, I think. Um, but the father, Brad Pitt, is very uber-masculine, and so he tries to teach his boys to fight and be aggressive, and he's he's also kind of a drinker. Okay. He's got some personal problems, <laughs> obviously. And Jessica yeah. Chastain is very soft and yeah. very spiritual, and the kids really think that she's, you know, this 
epitome of what a good, beautiful woman is. It was like a yin and yang dynamic. Yeah. Right. And we had to watch this. My classmates and I had to watch this for a class. Uh, so we all went to Albertson and sat in that big auditorium, 169, you know, yep. and we watched this movie together. And some of them hated it because it was so, everything was so abstract. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason it was objectively a good movie is because it had all those things. It yep. had really good dialogue. It had really good writing and cinematography. It had good, a good narrative going. It's just, it's a little hard to understand if you're not think if you're not already thinking oh this is where they're going with it you know if it takes you a little bit to catch up then you know you could get kind of frustrated but something like that you know that happens a lot where people don't get it and yeah but is it still, still a good movie i think that you know? kind of goes along with like as long as and this is gonna sound weird, but as long as like the professional people like because like the connoisseurs of like movie <laughs> they think it's good yeah like yeah, they yeah. think the it's critics, good yeah then i think like, because we don't know, obviously, we don't know everything, like, what makes a good movie. Like, a chef knows, like, what makes a good dish, but we obviously couldn't. Our palates are not fine enough to yeah, tell. Yeah, so it's like, I feel like it's kind of, like, the same thing, and there's so many things that go into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the music, the score, all that. And I yep. think sometimes you got to know what you're looking for to be able to tell, and a lot of people don't know what they're looking for, so it's like, that was yeah. just a mess. It was a jumbled up a bunch of things. Right. But, like, obviously, someone that, like, is used to this and is trained, yeah. like, oh, no, that was good because X, Y, and Z, so. Yeah. Yep. So there, so there is I would an say objective, good yes. way we, to do a movie, yeah. or to you know. I would say yes, like just on the basis of like groundwork wise, you know, it's like okay, like here, here's the check marks that you should hit to make a good movie, yep. mm-hmm. and then you know, just kind of you know, sprout off of that, because mm-hmm. you know, it's not like oh, like you know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, whatever, all good yep. movies. So let's just copy those yeah, over, yeah, no and over, cut, and over no and over and over again. No cookie cutter type yeah. thing, but yeah. Even though it's basically what Marvel's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so, is there a good way to like go and see a movie? You what know, you because yeah. to avoid that jumbled. I think thing the best time to see a mind. movie is, personally for me, um, is to see a movie on the opening day, just because I like the experience of having everyone around me. Yes. But if you, because mm-hmm. then you kind of get, you feel like what everyone else is feeling, and you all kind of like feed off of each other. And I mm-hmm. think there's no realer way to see a movie. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like yeah. when you want to like get down in like the fine details of it, you probably would watch it like alone, just so you can focus more on the movie and not necessarily yeah. like what's happening around you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like to me, to watch a movie, first and foremost, you have to know what you're getting into because if For you sure. watch a movie, um, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of an example here. The Shack. And yeah. you don't know necessarily <laughs> like religion, and then you go see it, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well you what? can't. I mean, the previews are so. Do you think the previews have changed, like the way they, they do previews? Have. Yes. Okay, yes. how have they changed? What's going on there? Well, for I one, they've gotten a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a lot better. Like I, I remember as a kid growing up, and like you know, I'd watch movies and like on VHS, and then you know, I'd go back to, like as as I got older and mm-hmm. watched them, and like I'd watch the trailers before they came on. What was that movie even about? Like the trailer that yeah. was before it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they've definitely gotten better, but they've also gotten worse in some sense I because agree. they spill it all out. On Every the floor. yeah, it's really? like you've seen yeah. the movie after watching. Like yeah. some of them, not necessarily like. For instance, um, I think it was we went to go see Life, and like it was like sort of kind of, but like there was still like a, oh, this is what's happening, sort of mm. thing. And I think like there are certain movies where it's kind of like, well, well, I don't need to see the movie now. Yeah, like the yeah. Power, Rangers, Power, Power Rangers. Power Rangers, yeah. <laughs> but I saw it because, you know, Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. But well, yeah. I feel the opposite. I feel like they've gotten more what? vague 
And because even with Get Out. Oh my goodness. Great oh. movie. That trailer oh, that was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. You're right. The preview. I mean, obviously, you're not supposed you're to right. give it all the game uh -huh, away. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like. Well, what is it? It's There's so much. Now there's so much little clips uh -huh. of things happening I all at once, and you're supposed to keep up, and you can't because it's all happening at once. Okay. And they do kind of give it away, but they do it so quickly that your brain is like, I don't know what I just saw. I yeah. think you that know? could like maybe go into this is me just like shooting a dart in the dark, but maybe it's like a marketing standpoint. Where it's like, well, now you have to watch the maybe. preview 75 times to, to actually figure out figure what out what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, oh and then there's those who market them. We were like, okay, like. This is a really abstract concept, so mm -hmm. let's just give it all away so people know exactly what, what it is. Yeah, yeah, I guess it depends on like, the context of the movie and like, the yeah. how intense it's going to be, I guess. Yeah, sure. Because uh -huh. you don't want to like, I'm going to take my child to this movie. And they go, and it's like, oh, my God. And that's like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Best movie. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder. <laughs> that happened to me. Have you guys ever had to do that? Like, as kids, you yeah. know, you go with your friends, and the parents have to tag along, and then you, you sit down. And <laughs> that then it happened, happened to me so many times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Tropic Thunder like. was the first one for me. They were. They looked. I was having a good time because you know I had grown up watching tons of movies I shouldn't have been seeing yeah. <laughs> as a child, <laughs> and so Tropic Thunder happened, and they all of a sudden my friend looked at me and he's like. My parents said we have to go, and I was like, "Why?" Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm so it's yeah immune to the to the atrocities, to the vulgarity of Tropic Thunder. But I've sat through uh, t like the first 15 minutes of Super Bad with my mom, uh, the whole entire movie of Tenacious D, <laughs> and I was like 11 or 12 when that movie came yeah. out. So I don't know how she didn't pull us out of the theater yeah. immediately uh -huh. with all of with all the dirty jokes that are in that movie. I think parents tell themselves that we don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact, actually, that they say that. Yeah. Because my mother would say that. I'd be sitting there, I'd be sitting there watching 40-year-old Virgin, and she'd be like, oh, uh, she doesn't know what she's watching. That movie! <laughs> <laughs> that movie! <laughs> Amazing. I mean, and, and sometimes she'd shoot me away, yeah. but then other times I'd stay. <laughs> because Peek out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Peek inside the door. <laughs> Like, like right. my mom would do this whenever like there was a sex scene like she, like she like maybe cover my eyes right yeah I mean then, yeah I like sometimes peek through my fingers like, <laughs> and, um, yeah. for the, you know whenever I was a kid I was like you know whatever I don't care about the sex scene I just don't want to miss any of yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. mom plot point stop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was the opposite I loved those sex scenes <laughs> it was so fascinating or or she'd be too late like my, yeah. my mother would cover my eyes and it'd be way too <laughs> I've already seen yeah. everything <laughs> I think oh, my mom man. she was just more adamant about like when it would happen to like that's she would just like make comments about how <laughs> tasteful it was and, like oh that's <laughs> stupid <laughs> and I'm like all right mom <laughs> gotcha. that was just tasteful <laughs> yeah so that so that she'd like just to like program you yeah, program to, to think that about about whatever you're watching and it works so that every time you see yeah. <laughs> something like that you're like oh that's just tasteful. Just, just tasteful and what it is is your mother's voice you're right, <laughs> that right? oh man do you do you guys think that that movies can teach us something that we can't actually learn in real life? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry, not <laughs> that was in my a head. Serious yeah. space you, you mean like a valuable life lesson or something, right? Well, yeah. Or just anything in general. Yeah, it's something we can't go outside and experience for ourselves. So I think to, oh, yeah. um, to like, because I, I think definitely yes, um, to like uh, prove my point, I guess would be a better way to put it. There was actually this study they did, and 
they use like VR technology to like mm -hmm. help the rich understand how the poor like suffer. Oh, and it, like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a horrible example, but like <laughs> it actually like, cause the reason why, cause I'm a video production major, the reason I got into it is because there's a certain like thing with movies that like, it's not the same with like uh, books or like someone telling you how something is. Cause it, like mm -hmm. it puts you in there. that situation. Like you can see it, you can hear it. Um, someday you'll be able to smell it. I'm pretty sure they're working on the technology, but like, <laughs> it, like it puts you in that situation, and like your body has like a like a sometimes will have like a physical reaction, like what you might do in that situation. I know when we went to go see a certain movie, one of my friends like jumped out of the seat, like she was like physically, like her body, like she couldn't eat her popcorn anymore because how intense the scene was <laughs> in the movie. She's like, oh my god, and I'm like, please be quiet. <laughs> like, I think there's, a s I don't know, like necessarily like what it is. I think it's the combination of like all the visual and audio things that happen. Mm -hmm. Where it's like your body actually like feels like you're there, and it could have if you're like into the movie enough, it could have like a physical right. reaction to it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I mean, as far as the smell thing, though, that's already developed, man. Did you ever well, see you Rugrats Meet the Thornberrys? Oh my goodness, you're right! You got it! Oh, you're right! Yeah, yeah, scratch it. <laughs> and then I remember when I got to the diaper part, I was like, I'm not, I'm not sniffing that. I, I, not. I sniffed it. Uh, you sniffed it? Yeah. How was it? It smelled like diapers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I feel like uh, when it comes to movies oh, yeah. that take place like in the medieval ages yeah. or you know feudal Japan or whatever, mm -hmm. I mean. Unless they invent a, a, a time travel machine, there's no way we're going to be sure. able to experience well, yeah. that, right? Yeah. And, That's I mean, a good point. Uh, and even then, so, you know, like, in that sense, yeah, but in other senses, when it comes to movies like uh, Kite Runner, which I know is based off a book, but, you know, yep. like, like, people watching the movie, like, they don't know what it's like on the other side of the world, you know? Like, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe they've never seen it, and maybe this is their first exposure to it. And so, uh, yeah, it, it can definitely teach you things about, like, places that you may never even go or see mm -hmm. or experience. And if it's, you know, depicted accurately, which is another issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 We'll get into that <laughs> as well. But, uh, Let's wait. Yeah, if it's depicted accurately, then yeah, it can teach people about a, about a place and then kind of expose them to it. And then like, okay, what if I go, now, now I'm going to go out and like see other movies, read books yep. and read mm -hmm. articles, whatever else about these kinds of places. And, and that, you know, that also plays into like film theory, like as a whole is like basically trying to put you in a place that is not this reality or like maybe yeah. put you somewhere that you couldn't actually go mm -hmm. and it's very complicated i tried to write a paper on it failed horribly but <laughs> yeah there's so many parts but like just like that there is like actually like a, a study i guess you could say of actually like doing that mm -hmm. like proves it itself that i think it yeah it definitely yeah, could there's, work. there's a lot of moving parts to come yeah. to like <laughs> transporting you out of your seat basically sure, 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 mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i can definitely see how that, that would have been a struggle would have been a struggle for me too could we learn about real human relationships through movies the reason i ask is because when you when you have a certain artist's interpretation of a relationship yeah. it's not always you're usually only focusing on that one part of the relationship so if it's a movie uh have you guys ever heard of blue valentine it's ryan gosling and michelle williams yep. um love that movie uh -huh. mostly because i'm a masochist <laughs> but it's about this dysfunctional relationship that started out great, started out normal, and all of a sudden it's kind of a disaster. And it just crumbles. Right, down. and it's really sad. But someone watching that and someone who has not been in any kind of relationship before might think that that's the way all of them are going to happen. Yeah, I think it can be like quite dangerous if you right. only base your... Uh, relationships off of movies just well, because, yeah. uh I, obviously there are things you can and can like not learn like what is it in a good relationship there are like some things that's like mm -hmm. yes this 
like at its core is a good thing and like obviously if someone hits you in a relationship it's not a good right. one and, like um i feel like through movies yes you can learn that but you shouldn't base all of your knowledge off of things you see in movies if yeah. that makes sense yeah and i mean it's not like it's not like you're locking this person in a vacuum and it's just kind of like, okay, watch all these movies yeah. and like learn what you can and then, <laughs> and then, then we'll set you free <laughs> in the world. Right. You will understand. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not instruction manuals. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But for those things that are not so obvious that you can't just say, well, he hit her or she cheated on him, mm-hmm. you know, things that are not so obvious, like they weren't being very respectful toward one another, but they were both very coming from places of stress and frustration and when you're locked together with somebody you're gonna take it out on them you know and and i think that you kind of need that background information first that you might always you might not always receive when you're watching just what's happening in the present moment you Mm -hmm. know and stuff like that what do you think about that i mean is it possible to get that across because you're only even though you're only seeing that part or that certain messages they're trying to convey do you think it's possible to kind of dig a little deeper i think when it comes <coughs> to movies it's kind of hard because for me personally like when i see a movie i like it kind of be like sort of vagueish like you kind of like it's kind of mm-hmm. like interpretation i think um i don't i want to speak for all directors but some directors want to make they don't want to just like oh well this is like what everything is i think it's more so like you kind of have to figure it out on your own mm-hmm. and that's why i don't th- i think movies would more so teach you about how you are affected by like what like you would be okay with and what like if you see something and we're like well i don't like that if that were to happen to me then da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. so i think it's more so like not necessarily like to see the relationships in the movie and say okay well these two people didn't work out so that's obviously a bad thing but more like well if that happened to me how would i feel about it in that time frame i guess i don't if that answers your question i mean yeah yeah because so you're saying when you can put yourself there that's yeah. when you can learn that's something. when you so like even if it's bad in the movie like that could have just been bad for that character. So like, if you are, like were in that situation, you f- like feel like, oh, well, I don't think this would be that bad, or this doesn't necessarily like affect me as much as it affected this person. I think that's more so the learning point of mo- relationships in movies than to just like say, well, this is how a relationship like should be or shouldn't be, or these are the bad things, these are the good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all all kinds of relationships yeah. in different movies, you know. So for the romantic comedies, you're not really going to get that sense of real reality to relationships because it's more about making you feel good and it's more about being entertained Mm -hmm. by these silly people and what they do when they're infatuated you know and stuff like that but then you kind of have only the other option which is drama which is (laughs) which is (laughs) the bad thing which is divorce adultery (laughs) which is a religious term i don't know why i'm saying adultery just (laughs) infidelity um or you know abandonment things like that and so it's probably really tough for a writer or a director to convey the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? The middle of that relationship before it, or before it ends, whether or not it ends terribly. Mm -hmm. And after you've already gone through that honeymoon stage of thinking the person is wonderful and could never do wrong, you know, farts, sunshine, things like that. That's the second (laughs) time I've used that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like when it comes to like relationships in movies, by you get by the time you get to the end, there's usually a pretty clear cut message of what the movie's saying about the relationship. Like in Blue mm-hmm. Valentine, it's okay, like it doesn't work out. Um, like be cautious of love and all that. But I mean, you know, like there's, like, but when you see other movies, um, it's kind of you know hopeful, don't give yeah. up on love type of stuff. Um, and then you know there's like you know um, you know shades of gray in between. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, I, dang it. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to make the reference. On I know, but it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly Fifty. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but um, I, I really like your point about kind of like, you know, judging for yourself based on your own relationships and, and um, you know, your upbringing. Like, you know, the outside world definitely plays a big factor on that, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, then, then you kind of, you know, look into movies and as long as I feel like you don't just look up to movies and be like, okay, because it worked out for, uh, you know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, then, you know, then, <laughs> then, 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 me, yeah. then me and my girl can work through this fight or whatever else, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can do this, we yeah, can do yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's got to be a balance between reality and fiction. Yeah, yep. Uh, much like a lot of things. So it sounds like from the things that we've discussed so far that movies are definitely more than just entertainment yes. Yes. because for the people watching, there's a sort of trust mm-hmm. about the, that artists, those actors, the, those directors interpretation of life. Mm-hmm. And as social creatures, you know, we want to conform to whatever's happening right now because we don't want to be left behind. We don't want to look strange. Um, and so I think that's a, that's a really good segue into diversity in Hollywood. Yes. Uh, uh-huh, so here we uh-huh. go. All right. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is probably going to be the easiest question tonight for yeah. you two. Is minority representation in movies important and why or why not? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Explain it yourself. Is. And not just representation, but like accurate representation. Because okay. if if if, uh, if movies just you know write on stereotypes and you know ar- archetypes yeah. and whatever else, then people who who maybe like you know people from other countries or whatever, so people of different cultures who kind of watch those movies, like okay, like people of uh, like you know Hispanics or Black people are all like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I feel like a- accuracy is definitely important, but I feel like. Um, it's important to to try to diversify your movie as much as uh, possible. Yep. Because uh, not just for the sake of diversity, yep, right? Yeah, for the sake. But um, like just kind of to God, how do I want to put this? Like to show that um, like in this world, like you know, like in modern day America, like you said, a movie in an office setting, it's not just going to be full of full of white people or full of Hispanics, full of black people. You yep. know, there's going to be some diversity in there. So you know, like you should you know try to kind of keep that in mind while you're casting people. And you know, still, still try to make the like the best choices for all the best mm-hmm. actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. I've written maybe three to four papers on this uh, <laughs> since coming <laughs> to Fort Hayes. And maybe you should have started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about how when you make a movie, for the most part, you're trying to accurately depict the world that we live in today. And uh, like always in the studies, they point out is that like the people like it comes. It talks about like the roles in which people talk and like what the diversity is in that and in which uh, characters like actually play some sort of part in. And it shows that there's not as many women, mm-hmm. <laughs> African American, like any minorities and there are like white men. Yeah. And later on in the study it says like, like what is that teaching like that shows us that in their world, like the director's world that they want, it's like all like not minorities or like all men, just all white rich men or like all white men. And um, it just talked about how, like, what is that really saying more so about, like, if we go and see this movie, obviously there are some movies where it's like, yeah, there probably isn't going to be a black person or, like, some other person in that movie, and if it, there's a reason for that, like, um, I'm trying to think of a movie. Like, like 
like the last samurai where the last samurai feudal japan yeah i mean yeah i mean americans were around, running around there during that time so that's why tom cruise is yeah <laughs> um but but yeah i mean you know there's there, there's no hispanics there's no black people that way because naturally you know they weren't running they weren't around there yeah japan mm-hmm. so it's like time. not only needed <laughs> yeah. and if you do throw them in there it's kind of like well we don't yeah. need that token <laughs> black guy yeah, that's yeah. not neat i don't want that yeah. i didn't come to see this movie for that <laughs> so i think that's like the the line that they crossed i know mm-hmm. i actually had a program where we talked about diversity of movies and currently like what we're doing is there's like the movies that are like there are movies out there that are like accurately um diversified or whatever and we all like enjoy those movies but we really don't talk about those we either talk about the extremes how you have like all black casts and like all white (laughs) casts yeah yeah. (laughs) and then it's kind of like uh it talks about how the all black cast ones those are all like funded um privately so like it comes from like someone's Mm. pocket and they're not as like good as like the big production ones that are like maybe let's say all white cast and that like puts a negative connotation on like an all black movie Mm-hmm. And it should like there shouldn't be either or it should just be like the like the nice one. It's like too hot or too cold. It should be just right. And I think we're currently at a point where we are starting to find that. But there are still like some um, private people that are like, well, we just want an all black cast because they're all white cast. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this. And it's like, well, that's not what we want, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's you're still just, inaccurate representation. Flipping the problem over yeah. on its head and saying, OK, yeah, it's fixed. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the the problem that we're in kind of like right now where it's like well if they don't want us in there then we're going to do our own thing it's like we all should like come together Mm -hmm. and do it together not like separately so why is depicting what life is really like so important when it comes to movies because um like for me growing up and you know watching like all my favorite action movies or whatever else growing up i remember wondering why don't any of my favorite heroes look like me you know mm. or why or, or how come you know like I, I never see anybody that looks like me or my dad or my mom like ever in movies and it's like what is that saying because whenever I do see someone that looks like my mom she's Consuela the cleaning lady and then whenever mm. I see anybody that looks like my dad um, usually you know worker in the fields or sorry me no speaky English type of <laughs> type of thing whenever gotcha, I see gotcha. pe- and, and then whenever I see people that do look like me usually the cholo cruising around in a low rider mm. you know yeah. Um, drug deal. yeah, pretty much. So yeah. that that's that's all I would ever see growing up. So, mm-hmm. and that that was kind of always in the back of my mind. Think, and I, I thought, well, I mean, like, you know, what does that what does that say about my place in the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and about my parents' place in the world. So, right. That's I feel like that's why it's important because it definitely influences, especially at a younger age. Yeah. It, it influences you and how you view the world and your place in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, movies play um, a big part in. Because, like, when I think about, like, child development, I think about it just a bunch of brainwashing. So, like, when you, like, like, and obviously, like, people go to the movies all the time. And when you take children to movies, they go to, like, this dark room, this giant screen, loud. They think this is, like, an important thing. Everyone's like, oh, my God, everyone's watching. So, I think when you show them something where it's, like, um, like, not accurate representative, like he said, it's, like, he only sees his, like, mom as, like, a cleaning lady. It shows them that, like, well, then this must be important to people. Like, everyone in this room agrees with this, like, as a child you don't really like understand like what's really happening but it like imprints on you and then that's kind of like the way you like even though you may not think about it like on a day-to-day basis like subconsciously i feel like it plays a role in how you like see yourself like what do you ho- what standard you hold yourself up to yeah for sure um you really you and i talked about this a little bit after it must have been right after the oscars happened um yeah. we were messaging a little bit about this w- what will hollywood or our movies have to look like in the next 10 or so years for it to be obvious that we've made real progress with this. 
Hmm. Um, I think the next 10 years. I think, to be honest. This is the number. Yeah, I know. I feel yeah. like it's not, for for it to feel like it actually like changed, I think mm-hmm. just like a lot more equal representation, um, more like women uh, lead roles, I think is a big one. And just like maybe not so much like a movie where it's just like a whole like, this is based on like empowering women, but just like a movie that just has a woman, like it's not more, more so like a, a stereotype, I guess, yep. is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, a stereotype movie where it's like, oh, well, this is that type of movie where it's like only to empower women. But like, no, this is just to empower everyone. And it just yeah. so happens that a woman is like the lead in it. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to ask a question in a little bit about that. But what do the rest of us do in the meantime while we're waiting for that, while we are waiting for there to be more equal representation as audience members, as people who put money into this kind of mm-hmm. thing? What do we do about it? Well, the only thing you really can do, I mean, like our point earlier, money talks. Yep. So go out and like support, you know, opening weekend, go watch like, you know, Moonlight, Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. McFarland USA, um, you know, all move, um, uh, what was that movie called? Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yeah. yeah. Hidden Figures, yeah. Amazing movie, by the way. Um, Moana. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, just like one thing you really can do is go out and support those movies and Hollywood will see, okay, these kinds of movies are making this kind of money, like a lot of money. So, you know, like we, we've got these scripts on the shelf here that are, you know, have a feature of more diverse mm-hmm. cast. Why don't we pull those out, green light them and, you know, kind of make, yeah. give, give them mm-hmm. their time of day. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I f- I'm like, I teeter totter on this is because like, obviously like I do want representation in every movie and everything, but it also like comes down to it. Like when you're in Hollywood, it comes down to like the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So like if like, if like they, I know they say that like. Well, the big name actors like sell overseas, like they're all just happen to be white. And I don't know if that's true or not, obviously. But like if it is true, then I feel like I'm like, well, then why change it if it's not broken? But I'm also kind of like, well, because it's wrong. But it's like, mm-hmm. what if it's, you know what I mean? So I'm like torn where it's like, well, it is still a business and they are slot to make money at the end of the day, like as I guess they should. But mm-hmm. they still need to, I don't know exactly how to combat that, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a problem that Ghost in the Shell had yep. that came out recently. That movie. Yeah. And that movie tanked because of. Like the the Paramount, uh, one of the one of the executives from Paramount, the the company in charge of distributing the mm-hmm. movie, made a statement saying that yeah, um, it was probably the controversy of like the whole whitewashing yeah. controversy that probably led to the movie's demise, and uh, and he said we tried to balance out between staying true to the source material, making a movie for the mass audience, yeah. and obviously we missed the mark. He made a statement something along those lines, mm-hmm. but then if you read between lines, kind of like okay, so you don't think casting an Asian actress. Is not would not be for the mass audiences even if her name isn't big, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I, I think it also plays into because I don't know like what the movie scene is like overseas. So I'm not like I don't exa- I, obviously like in the U.S. we're all like for diversity and everything, but I don't know if that is necessarily like, true in all of the other countries. So maybe like maybe like when he says mass audience, they're talking about like the or he or she. I'm sorry, I don't want to be sexist. The, yeah, the like they're talking about like, like all like throughout like worldwide, I guess, because uh, maybe like in some regions that they don't want. Like, maybe they just, like, well, they want her. Like, yeah. that's who they wanted, or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I don't know. It's funny that you bring that up, because I read an article just today mm-hmm. um, about, like, uh, Ghost in the Shell premiered in Japan this last weekend, which is uh, where the anime was yep. originally made that it's based off of. And uh, apparently, they interviewed some people coming out of the premiere, and uh, apparently the Japanese artist doesn't really care. Yeah. They're like, they're like, okay, I mean, you know, like, yeah, it's called Johansson, I mean, you know, it's America, you know, they gotta have a, a white yeah. actress or whatever. Yeah. And some didn't even touch on it. They're just like, I mean, yeah, like, the movie was beautiful, but... You know, it skimped out on the source material, mm-hmm. or you know, they just critiqued the movie for what it was. They most like quite a bit of them just kind of ignored or the whole the whitewashing whole, thing yeah. mm. for them because they're just like, eh. they shrug their shoulders and just say Hollywood, and that's really. So I guess it. the question is, 
Is it just America that cares? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> well, I was just about to bring up that yeah. we've got some issues with taste because something that I learned about because I was like, why aren't all these all of these British TV shows ours? Why can't why why aren't we watching these things? Why mm-hmm. isn't America making things like this? And it's because America likes pretty things to look at, True. and when the UK is not so worried about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are, but maybe not to the yeah. extent that we are. Yeah. They will cast people who can do it. Gotcha. But America would rather watch yeah, it, even if it's, if it's awful acting. Person, yeah. If it's if they're pretty, if mm-hmm. they are nice to look at in general. Yeah. You know, everybody has their attractions, Inspired. but you know those conventional things. Like, have you ever seen The Roommate? Oh, it's about yes. um, a college. A girl moves yeah. to college campus. She lives there with a girl who's becomes very obsessed mm-hmm. with her oh, okay and every woman and every male in that movie is stupid gorgeous <laughs> and it was annoying for me because <laughs> i was like isn't that one ugly person in this yeah, universe where's like, the equal representation people exist i mean and not just ugly just normal, normal. <laughs> 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 just <laughs> where where is the Average you know, Joe where's the bad haircuts? Where's the eye <laughs> eyelashes that aren't five feet out? And you know, like I'm looking for a big forehead. <laughs> you know, and and so and so we kind of have some issues to yeah. resolve because we won't even look at it if mm-hmm. we're not being, if we can't swoon and drool yeah. over the people who are there. You know, and so. And I think that also may have to do with like talking about the representation, and all that. It might have to do with maybe just how new our nation is compared to like all the other ones and how like it was actually like constructed or, like built up where it's like it is like a melting pot so there's like equal representation here but like maybe like in china or something like it's just like all of them like it's not as diverse i guess what i'm trying to say so mm-hmm. when they see a movie they're not like looking for equal representation because mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal over there maybe it's like a subconscious need to impress other countries, other countries look, how, yeah. look how hot <laughs> we are look how literally physically attractive we are. And we <laughs> fool them. <laughs> and they come here <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? Nobody what? can, wait a minute, nobody can actually act. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then it's a problem. You know? yeah. But yeah, that's, that's always, ever since I found that out, that really bugged me. I was like, that makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. you can see that. Yeah. You can see that every new movie that comes out that has a heroine or a hero gets attention for their for face. Every, yeah. <laughs> For their hair, for the even if they're not, they look like anybody mm-hmm. else. Ed Sheeran looks like anybody else. Even Eddie Redmayne, the guy who plays in Fantastic Beasts and, and yeah, where to find them, what, what they look like. When I first saw him, I was like, he's got some big old lips <laughs> for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the more, but the more I see him, the more I'm like, oh, he's attractive. Like, but yeah. looking at him on the street, I just be like, oh yeah, there's a guy. But then you know, looking at someone like. Oh, what's that? <sighs> Brad Pitt. Okay. You yeah. know, in his earlier years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor girl. Oh. <laughs> Brad Pitt or Hugh Matt Jackman. Damon or um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise yeah. or I'm trying to think of this one guy's name. He was in American Horror Story. Do you ever uh, watch that? He, he's a, he's gay, and oh, um, is his uh, name Matt? Something? No, no, no. Are you talking about the director, dude? No. no, well then we're talking about two. Okay, well anyway, this this <laughs> man is he was in suits 
which was a TV show that is over now. But he was the main character in Suits. All the women were fawning over him. Turns out he's mm-hmm. gay. <laughs> but, but, like, every, they will always get attention for mm-hmm. their looks. Yeah. And it's kind of overshadowed by their actual acting abilities. And I think that just shows how important looks are yeah. to us. Yeah. You know, which makes mm-hmm. sense why we, we would want more representation because what it looks like right to us, yeah. is what we take. It's face, you know, it's face value, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like a good thing and a bad thing that yeah. we're so concerned with what we look like, like to anyway. other people. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. know, like, because there's that good side where it's like we want to look like we are more diverse than these, what this is showing us. Mm-hmm. And then the bad side is we don't want to look at you unless you're pretty, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> so you have to be pretty and not a minority. <laughs> like, minority yeah. and, and now it's like you can be a minority, but you still have to be pretty. <laughs> We're slowly letting ourselves Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> someday the average people will get their day. Yeah. But until then. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so bringing up about the, the women, Jaren, you talked a little bit about that. Uh, the problem does seem to be just as bad, if not way worse, for women in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And that includes directors. I read an article on Washington Post that said, quote, a study from the University of Southern California's Media Diversity and Social Change Initiative reported that just 4% of the 1,114 directors of top grossing fictional films over the past decade have been female. Far more women of color than white males had just one top grossing film to their name a sign they may be given fewer professional opportunities as directors, despite their success. Between 2007 and 2016, just three female directors on the list were black and two were Asian, according to the report. So, first of all, <laughs> will you please explain to me what top grossing means? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> okay, so top grossing just means, like, wha- whatever it is that the movie makes at the box office. Okay. So, you know, top grossing, so say, like, opening weekend, it uh, it, 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 it debuted number one at the box office, made, like, $30 million above every other movie that week. Okay. Weekend. That's, yeah. a, that's considered a top grossing movie. So they're doing really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was good, but yeah. I know exactly yeah. what it meant. So, second of all, why do you think there are so few women directors getting those big movie deals. Jaren, if you say it's because women are less talented, <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will tear you in half and I know you don't eat, so it will be easy. Well, what if I say It'll it? be like ripping paper. Yeah, what if we agree? What if, what if we both agree? I don't know how much you eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would still do it. I still try. It'll be like ripping paper for Jaren, but for you, I don't know, I guess I'll try. <laughs> willing to try new things. Um, I think that Instinctively, I would, I would like. I think like the average person would say, "Well, they're just not. They're just not looking for those type of jobs." But I obviously, I think we women? both can. Yeah, I think yeah. we both can. Obviously, it might be like some. Maybe there are more men than there are women looking for those jobs. But there have to be more than just three or four percent. However many sure. women you said that are directing, and I think it just maybe like more so like lean toward opportunities given. So sort of like when you think of like how many like obviously there aren't as many women CEOs as there are male CEOs, and that's because men are just treated differently and they are ma- sometimes given more opportunities than women are mm-hmm. to like rise the power I guess that sounds kind of weird but like just rise through the ranks and um, become I guess the CEO because like when you think about it most directors did it start as well I'm just going to be a director now mm-hmm. kind of like they work their way up and that may not be as easy for a woman to do yeah 
Yeah, I feel like um, for one, um, I feel like this, that's the same reason why you don't see a lot of women going into like science, math, te <laughs> technology, and engineering jobs is because growing up they're like, oh, that's that's what boys do. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you know, kind of you know, given that point, pushing it to the side and taking the women directors that we do have, the reason it's probably not as successful is because. For one, a lot of the directors that are already set up and established are, again, you know, white yeah. males. And if, if they're not white, then they're definitely males. Um, and I feel like that's that's kind of, uh, you know, like part of, like, old school Hollywood, uh, yeah. like, low-key sexism mm -hmm. type. Because it's pretty high-key. <laughs> well, it is, it is, it, it is, it is high-key, but, you know, they think it's low-key. Because, yeah. like, oh, you right. know, like, look at these amazing movies. Don't even right. worry about who's making them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um but but yeah, I, f I feel like those two things definitely play a big part again with opportunities, yep. just like Jaron said. Um, that those the, all those factors definitely come into play whenever it comes to you know women, not just directing but behind the scenes too, mm -hmm. like writing mm -hmm. and you know producing and etc. So it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like or, so they're not getting these opportunities, so they're not wanting it. They're not wanting it because they're not yeah. getting opportunities mm -hmm. to think that that's okay to want that mm -hmm. you know and so it's or it may come to like maybe like they become a director it's like they're new and it's like they just take whatever because it's like they won't get anything mm -hmm. and they like they produce it and it's just garbage because like what they were given like wasn't yeah. the best they probably should have waited yeah. to like accept it but they're like well i may not get anything else i might as well try and do something while i'm here yeah mm -hmm. and then that kind of like maybe like threw them in like in like the 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 hole that they'll never be able to <laughs> crawl out of yeah. yeah yeah can you guys think of a movie that you either really liked or really disliked that was directed by a woman. The sure. first thing that comes to my mind is is Twilight because the first movie was a woman director mm -hmm. and arguably that was the best one in the whole saga. Yeah. You know, because all the rest were men directors and it was just different. It was I think all four had different director directors or maybe there were three different directors, but the first one was a woman and most people liked that one the best. Yep. You know. Uh, for me, the first one that comes to mind immediately is Catherine Bigelow. And, Catherine uh, Bigelow. Yeah, she she directed Zero Dark Thirty. Mm. Uh, it's about um, it's about mm. the mission to you know take and capture and kill some of the lot and you know take or capture. Mm. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, she's she's immediately the first one that comes to mind. I think she also directed Hurt Locker. Um, really? Yeah. Which Hurt, uh, about Hurt Locker. Yeah, I mean you know Hurt Locker. Well, to me it was a good movie until I found out um, there was like you know like this uh, this guy who was in the military who analyzed the movie and he said okay yeah none of that is accurate. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it's still a pretty good movie, but, yeah. you know, once, once you keep that in mind, you know, that's, that's kind of mm. whatever. Kinda but, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, for me, Catherine Bigelow is definitely mm. the one that comes to mind. What about you? Um, For me, I can't think of one. I'm pretty sure there have been some that I liked. And, I'm like, sure, maybe yeah. if you could give me, like, some titles or something. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a good movie, but I can't. I can't even, like, I'm not good with names to begin with, so, like, I don't even know, like, my favorite movie. I don't know who the director is, so yeah. I'm just, like, bad Directors in general. Directors are new for me. I'm yeah. better with actors. <laughs> so, I'm, like, I, I'm pretty sure there's something out there. Yeah. Did, did you uh, see that one Martin Luther, Martin Luther King movie that came out, like, a few years ago, 2014? Um, uh, you said Martin Luther King, and the only thing I think was Selma. So, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, oh, so it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that um, was that uh, was a good movie. Jane, if you say you haven't seen that. No, I have. I have. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen I it, but like, if Jaren hasn't seen <laughs> it, that's the worst. You know why? Because you're black. Okay, of well. Of course. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that movie was directed by, oh, by, by a black well, woman. And there you go. And she's actually, she's actually slated to uh, direct uh, the new Black Panther movie is coming. Oh out. yeah, yeah. Was I it good? I bet it looked really good. I really wanted to see it. That's I regret it. It's always weird when I go see like movies that are like black themed i don't know how to with black history i guess black yeah. history because 
I know my mother, like they're not my, but like more so my family. They're like kind of like well, a lot of like when people go see those movies, sometimes it sparks like a fury, and Why? like because it's just like they because it's like you go see the movie and you just see like how the white people like treated the black people and that doesn't necessarily like make them feel anything but like anger. It's just like uh. And so it's like it, it's kind of like counterproductive in some. So like uh, sometimes okay. I'm like cautious when I'm like, I probably don't need to see that movie. <laughs> like that probably won't make me feel too great. Oh so I no. think it's always like tricky, especially like when I'm with my family on what movies we go see mm. about like black history and all that because it could not necessarily turn out the best. Could not be healthy. Yeah, could to be ruminate. healthy. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, like a, like slavery movies come to mind whenever yeah. you say that like mm-hmm. most of those movies are just like all right bad white man bad white yeah. man like bad white man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's 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 just about what all the movie is yeah. but to me like and then a movie that kind of you know takes that and changes uh, 12 years a slave mm-hmm. i mean that is still kind of you know bad white man yeah, bad white man but there was like you know some white characters in that movie who kind of were like okay like you know not like, as bad as the other yeah, yeah. Bad <laughs> <white> <laughs> <men>. <laughs> like, like it's still bad obviously because it's slavery but you know it's it's not like you it's know, not, not, it's yeah, not it's everybody was bad back then yeah. you know yeah. like like this one like I remember I remember one scene where uh, like someone was on the hunt for this one slave and his owner like comes up you know drags him into the house takes him in has a shotgun ready like waiting for the dude who's coming to go get him he's like I'm not gonna let you I'm not gonna let him take I'm not gonna let him take you from me mm-hmm. like protecting him yeah and you know not not just as his property but you know like more as than a person that. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah what do you think women could offer that has not been done yet or as often and why would that even matter I mean I guess that why does it even matter we'll come back to you know why do we need representation in the first place yeah. but what do you think women could bring that has not been brought enough or at all Uh, i think i can't give you like a definite like this is what they could bring but i know like obviously like a man's brain doesn't work the same as a woman's brain i feel like when it comes to stories like in how they are portrayed or told is the same way like a man's going to tell a different story than a woman would tell even though it's the Mm -hmm. same story so i feel like maybe just like there because when you think of a movie the director it is their vision like uh uriel stated so just like a different way to like look at things because we all don't look at it the same and when you see of a movie, it actually like, puts you in, like, you can see it sort of through the director's eyes yeah. in a standpoint and how they would assess the situation. So, like, if there were a woman actor, I think maybe just, like, that, like, slight turn or, like, the twist on, like, a word said or the way, like, a character felt when a word was said maybe would be different and could be enlightening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you if you look at movies like, uh, like, you know, Star Wars, for example, like, say if that was directed by a woman, you know, then some aspects would have been different, more yeah. focused on than other aspects of the movie. Like what? Um... Well, uh, well, first of well, first and foremost, I think the one thing that wouldn't change was is like the like the look of it. You know, like you got to yeah. believe you're in space, mm-hmm. so you know they'll, they'll probably focus on that first and foremost. But um, I feel like something. God, I don't know. Like I, I can't like just like Jaren, I can't exactly yeah. put my finger on what, yeah. what would be different about it because I mean, then again, because uh, it's because we're not just talking about like you know sexuality, like genders here. We're yeah, talking about, about like backgrounds, yeah. race, we're culture, about interpretation. All that. I think yeah. maybe like of maybe the like the, uh, like just thinking about it, maybe like the most thing that would change probably like the the relationships and how maybe like they're portrayed or like how even if it's not like a giant change, it might be just like how they're like different mm-hmm. or how they're um, sort of viewed, I guess. Because, like, uh, I think, I would like to think a man doesn't necessarily see the relationship the same way a woman does. Sure. Where it's, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, shoot. I don't know. But just, like, I guess, like, just, like, the relationship as, like, um, represented, I guess. The, the representation of the relationship would be different if it was a man or a woman directly. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe because men and women Value in different general experience different things yeah. during relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
opposite sex relationships, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> romantic opposite sex relationships. <laughs> which brings me to uh, what is Hollywood's deal with killing all the gay characters? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? Because <laughs> I'd like to know, because you know what? what? It bled into me as a writer. Uh-huh. So I write, mm-hmm. and in high school, when I would write, when you know, when I was expressing that part of me that couldn't be as yep. expressed as it can now, I was writing about, you know, two women who were in a relationship together, and it was always a bad thing that they were in yep. the relationship, because somebody was trying to get them, or you know, they were they had husbands, so they weren't supposed to be doing that anyway, mm-hmm. and it was always a big deal that somebody left or somebody died, and so that concerns me. Because that's how I thought about relationships in yeah. terms of when is it going to end, how bad is it going to be, when it ends, you know, and that. So it does have an effect on audiences, and okay. so I'm wondering, where did that even come from? You know, what do you guys think that plagues these <laughs> directors <laughs> <Yeah>. and writers <laughs> to make them think that same-sex relationships must always be concluded? Uh-huh. In some way, whether it's a terrible breakup yeah. or somebody just literally dies, yeah, or just a gay character, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I feel like part of it, uh, especially like especially when it comes to older movies, might not be the case so much now. Um, as, at least not as much as it was back mm-hmm. then. But I feel like the taboo of yeah. of uh, of being you know gay or you know or what have you, um, like plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like for example, like Brokeback Mountain. Like, you know, like, two cowboys, you know, masculine as hell, um, you know, both. I think they were both married. It's been a, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, they were, at some point, they were both married. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, they go on their fishing trips or whatever, and, you know, they kind of do their, do their thing. Uh, and then, you know, then, and then that ends in tragedy. Um, right. So, I feel like, within the context of that movie, it, it like, I mean, it's the, the car crash is kind of, you know, like, all right, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the context of that movie, it would it kind of made sense for it to end in some sort of tragedy. Maybe not in the way that it did. It's kind of like overkill when yeah. it comes yeah. to the ending. But but yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, when it comes to you know like you know regular average story, gay character, something bad happens to the gay character. Um, I really don't know. Um, like I taboo maybe. Yeah. But that's probably where it started. That's, yeah, I think that's yeah. probably was like because obviously like being gay wasn't always like acceptable right and it's like it was a bad thing so like you'd be punished or something i think mm-hmm. that kind of like it's obviously it's like getting better but i think subconscious just are like yeah well like this isn't a regular relationship this can't pass like it's not right. a heterosexual this yeah. can't happen can't something has to, yeah something thing. has to happen right. there has to be something else <laughs> right and i think i like it's like drama it's like well yeah. someone's either dead or they, they can't be together and i think that just like stems from just like that like thought like in the back of our mind of like how people don't think it's okay mm-hmm. so something has to happen mm-hmm. yeah is where i would guess it comes from yeah and it, it's i mean it's so funny that we like to believe now that we're way past that yeah but it's still, still in there. our shows yeah. it's still in our movies it's and just so subtle, it's sort of. still giving that message to the people who watch it that mm-hmm. this is how it has to be yeah. you know and and i'm not saying that opposite sex couples don't ever die yeah and don't ever come out it doesn't ever turn out wrong, but more often than not, for the same-sex couples, something happens, and they can't just have their stupid, yeah. cheesy ending, because it's always... I think it also plays into, like, how many... 
same-sex couples are in like the media that we watch because it's like mm-hmm. with the uh, um, opposite-sex couples, it's like there's so many. It's like yeah, we can't just all have them and happily. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> right. has something has like, right. the, like like just I guess like the quantity of them, like because mm-hmm. it's like when you have the um, same-sex couples, there's not enough to, like really for like obviously like you saw like oh it bled into you, but like not everyone sees that because there's not like yeah. as many of them. Even like maybe if you like gathered them all together and watched like the movies back <laughs> like. like Hmm. Something <laughs> is the same. I yeah. don't know what it is. Like you know, so yeah. I think it's just harder to for people to like distinguish that because they're like so far and in between, like few yeah. in between. So I think maybe that plays into like why they keep doing like something bad happens to them because like mm-hmm. no one's caught on yet. Right, and maybe it's just not as important because True. the majority of the people. Yeah watching it are not gay are not same sex unless it's (laughs) (laughs) on netflix (laughs) 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 where there are definitely gay people watching this all the time no but uh what's a movie that you guys have recently seen that's that expels those boundaries of diversity or or convention moonlight 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 i I have not seen it yet i plan on watching it moonlight i mean um i mean there's definitely some tragedy in there but it's not just for this, like, just like, oh, you know, this is, yeah. this is a gay character, yeah. but, like, again, it's within the context of where he grew up, and he grew up in, uh, like, in the middle, like, in Miami, like, like in an all-black neighborhood, mm-hmm. and um, so, you know, uh, and then in that neighborhood, and, you know, the people around him were just kind of, like, you know, against that type of, against, you know, um, uh, like, oh, you know, homosexuality of any mm-hmm. kind, um, so, you know, that's, that's where the tragedy comes from, but, you know, like, the character still is on, he still, you know, like, overcomes and all that, so... Mm-hmm. It, and in a sense, it kind of like it kind of participates in it, but it only participates in it just to kind of flip it over, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that's, that's good. Yeah, that's the moonlight is definitely yeah. on my list. Uh, I don't. I can't think of any like movies off the top of my head, but I do know like more recently, I uh, like video games have been like really good with oh yeah like representation and like uh, just diversity like in general like on all things. So I think they're really, like, because they're normally, like, the first ones to be, like, sexist or, like, racist or mm. something. And I think in more recent years, they're, like, putting, like, and it's not even, like, a big plot point. It's just, like, something in there that, like, happens. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, oh. And, like, you look like, oh, wait, that person's gay. And then, like, but it's, like, it's just, like, a quick, like, not even, like, a side mission, not even, like, the main mission. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, kind of, because children play those games. And I think that's, like, showing them that it's not anything important. It's just something that happens on the side. <laughs> you just go right. about your way. Right. <laughs> you just go about right. on your way and do whatever you right. want to do. Uh, so. it's, it's funny you bring that up because that just reminded me. Uh, didn't you see Star Trek Beyond? Yes. Came out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He had a child <laughs> and, a, and a husband. Yeah, okay. yeah, Zachary Quinto. Is that his name? No, 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 no. Not that. Not no, that guy. No. That's um, I cannot But that's Star Trek, right? You're right. Okay. Yeah, him, but that's so not I'm the in character. the right Yeah, you're, you're, you're in the right universe, but no, Sulu There's is the... One? Sulu is a yellow shirt, and he's wearing Okay. Uh, and uh, he's basically the pilot for the, for the you know, the, the yeah. Starship Enterprise. And, you know, throughout the first two movies, you know, he's, you know, typical Sulu or whatever. In the third movie, it's kind of revealed that he's gay, and he has a son, uh, you know, with, 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 the, with oh his God. significant yeah. other. And, I mean, it's just kind of like a thing on the side so because yeah, like it doesn't really, you know, like right. it, suddenly he doesn't become all yeah. flamboyant. Or you're like, whatever. I ain't even thinking yeah. of it. You're like, oh, you're right. That's you right. know, you so know what? Have you, guys, have you guys seen Neighbors? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Zac Efron yeah. and Dave Franco is his name? Yeah, Dave Franco. Dave yeah. Franco, the little brother of James. D. Franco. <laughs> 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 and in the second movie, which I refused to watch, but my mother made me watch it for this reason. There is a proposal between Dave Franco and another frat guy. And at first, it's the very beginning. So mm-hmm. it happens right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and they're just bros sitting around the poker table and they're just talking about their lives and you don't realize that the guy who's sitting next to Dave Franco is his boyfriend until all of a sudden all of the guys start singing um what is that song <laughs> I can't wait no more you know like uh-huh. that I forgot what it's called but yeah, yeah, yeah. so they start singing and Dave Franco goes, oh, that's our song. And then the one guy gets up and kneels on one knee. And everybody's like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, and my mom was like, wh- when I watched that, I started crying because it was so beautiful. But it was uh-huh. so, you know, none of the guys cared. cared no, yeah. They were just like, yeah, th- that's, that's, I forgot his name in the movie. But that's Dave Franco and, and his boyfriend, you know. And all of a sudden, they're getting married now. And it was just thing that they just kind of slipped in and then moved, they moved mm-hmm. on. Yep. You know, that wasn't the plot. Right. That wasn't, they didn't go out of their way to make Dave Franco's, neither one of them were like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? They weren't yeah. flamboyant. They weren't stereotypical, a couple of gay men that you see in the movies. Yeah. They were just a couple of frat guys mm-hmm. and all the other frat guys were not threatened. They weren't like, Ugh, gay, you know, they weren't, they were just going with it and it was just kind of a thing that was just there. And I think the problem is um, that like, because I, I did not see Neighbors too. nor did I see Neighbors. Neither did I. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, and I think like <laughs> they do these things but like they're not always in the movies they need to be in if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the not always like the, obviously I'm pretty sure a lot of people watch it but they're not like the, like uh, Star Trek is a good example where it kind of was like in a like mm-hmm. very mainstream movie but they don't always do it in um, big I guess productions. And I think that might be just because of like who's producing it, or mm-hmm. like they, because obviously they like get like the say and like what sort of happens, I yeah. guess. And well, but because that movie mm-hmm. wasn't very big, but they knew who was coming to see their movies. It was a bunch of frat dudes, True. and it was a bunch of True. college kids. It was a bunch of high schoolers yeah. who don't think about those things. Yeah, twenty five hundred type. Right, people mm-hmm. who don't want to get anything out of a movie go and see things like Neighbors yeah. and Neighbors Two. And so maybe they were genius in slipping True. that in there because they weren't expecting it, you know. And, they, <laughs> and so they're just trying to say to this audience as well that may not be as invested in getting something out of the movie. Yeah. They're just going maybe to laugh. They're just movie, going yeah. to think, oh, that's dumb, you know, I can relate, whatever. To show them too, mm-hmm. look, this is fine. You Do you know, think you they've like given up on the older generations? Like, all right, uh, we'll just yeah, we'll scratch that. <laughs> We're just gonna focus on the young. They'll be the future I mean, soon. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because everybody like, else is dying. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're the gonna die. Let's focus on these, this core <laughs> group of individuals. Oh my god, <laughs> amazing. Um, this may be an inappropriate question. I'm not gonna ask it. All right. Why are <laughs> <laughs> buckle up? Why are religious movies? Okay, wait a minute. Let me back up. Why are Christian movies? Okay. So I'm going with Judeo Judeo Christian. So Jesus. So like God's not dead. Right. Yeah. Why are they so cheesy? What's going on there? And that's my opinion, (laughs) of course. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got you. And you're definitely not alone in that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like the story itself isn't cheesy, but the acting is usually atrocious right. and i just want to know why like I, <laughs> I i heard the shack was good yeah but they had real actors right, you know and so right. like what is that that happens that when they're trying to make a, a movie they can't really make it i'm gonna say it's because 
just of how controversial religion is in general mm-hmm. where it's like maybe they they're not like not like the top people want to just hop on board with that like project like well it can either go like one of two ways there's no like <laughs> in between when it comes yeah. like movies like yeah. that so just kind of like i guess better be safe than sorry sort of thing mm-hmm. it's like well we, we just won't like maybe the best writers don't hop on board it's like well <laughs> in the past this hasn't been like the best thing for people so we don't want to be like associated with that yeah. or like their views like like oh well this person's in this movie so they believe in this 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 and this and i think that's kind of the dangerous part where we talked about earlier how we associate like sometimes we'll see characters and like associate that with the actual actor mm-hmm. and like well because you acted in this role this is how you feel about this topic and it's like well no they were just acting and that's part right. of it yeah. and i think maybe that's why not necessarily like all the um a lot of like top actors hop on board the projects like that too just because mm-hmm. of how controversial it is See, I feel like for me, um, when it comes to those types of projects, religion comes first and foremost before yep. good storytelling, before True. good cinematography, before good yeah. directing, yep. everything. And um, so that, that kind of affects it a little bit. And then more so, um, when it comes to Christian movies, uh, my mom is a diehard Catholic, so she's put me through quite a few. She <laughs> uh, said she's put you through quite a yeah, few. Yeah, she's put me through <laughs> quite a few. I'm not, I'm not going to say she really watched. She put, like, forced me yeah. to, <laughs> to watch. She's uh, psyched. Yeah. <laughs> you will sit down and watch this. Yeah, um, but, but anyways, um, so I feel like when it comes to those, when it comes to, you know, mo- Christian movies, they, they focus on the religion aspect of it first and foremost yeah. before, before trying to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, so like, you know, instead of taking a good story and saying, okay, like, you know, like, you know, we can, you know, kind of imp- implant, you know, put a religious angle on it. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's take, let's take a story and make it religious, like right off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. um, and um, an example uh, that comes to mind of a good Christian movie is uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, it's a war movie, yeah. but it's also a Christian mm-hmm. movie at the same time. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of, uh, but you know, it focuses on everything else first, good storytelling or you know whatever else. Because first of all, it's based on a true story. It's an amazing story to begin with. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's about you know like the power of of, of not just you know Christianity, but of like your own beliefs in general. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to not let them go. Um, and also the dialogue too tends to suck in those movies True. because yeah. they because they they kind of forget that okay we're making a movie so we don't have to explain everything out loud you know we mm-hmm. don't have to explain mm-hmm. you know oh Jesus loves you so you don't have to worry about this or whatever like you know like you have a camera you can use that to, to kind tell, of yeah. to kind story. of you know give like an abstract idea mm-hmm. of what it is you're trying to say <laughs> about Jesus about God or what or you know whatever else so I feel like the um, the writing for those movies is kind of where they tend to fall, mm. you know, yeah. like, like first and foremost, and more than anything, is the writing. And I know as someone who personally went to go see The Shack, um, <laughs> it was actually like, it wasn't, I wouldn't go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good movie, but I wouldn't go yeah. see it again. It's so just like... Oh, so you like me with nocturnal <laughs> yeah. animals. And it was like, there were definitely like, like, like parts that were like, oh, okay, this is a good message. I like this. But then it's like, you're brought out of that moment like with, bad acting and like mm. bad writing as we mentioned before and yeah. it's more so like nuggets of like good information and like good like ideas and thoughts to think about but like inside of a really bad like <laughs> just like cake and you have yeah. to like kind of like peel through it and it's a lot of work yeah, be- yeah. beautiful shot here and yeah there, but it's like okay i didn't need that part if i could just like take the good okay. parts of the movie and just condense okay. them down it's like, okay this is a great movie right. but i think it's just like because as you mentioned before they like repeat a lot like we got carney already know and I think the worst part of a movie is when the director tells the audience something that they know because you feel like, well, I know that. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, it's like when you assume we're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I know that. I, like, I don't understand yeah. why this is happening. I think that's 
what really turned me off in the movie. Yeah, and and you know who they're making that movie for. Yeah. They're making it for people who want to hear that again. True. They're not making it for people who haven't heard that yet or for people who don't believe that. So I'm just not their demographic. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe that's why, you know, a lot of people think that, myself included, that they're just not good movies mm-hmm. because they're not making it for people who have who are not going in there already knowing what it's going to be about. They're making it for people who are interested in in hearing that again. They're interested in, um, you know, having a hero who is like them Mm -hmm. in their situation. And that's a very particular situation to be in. Because it's kind of weird when I go to see a religious movie and, like, they bring up religion. I'm kind of like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Can we we please, like, get on with things? Can we, like, they'll, like, talk about, well, Bible and all this and God. Like they're like they're definitely more focused on uh, the religion. Ma- yeah. Making yeah. a good movie for Christians versus yes, a good movie, movie for in general. In general about right. Yeah, right. religion. Yeah. I agree. Do they get? Um, I know that there is passion of the of the Christ mm-hmm. of Christ, mm-hmm. and I don't remember if that won anything. I was way too young know. to even be conscious yeah. of that. But I would think that's the only movie I've seen that I would think. A reli- where a religious movie would win an mm-hmm. award of some kind, but they yeah. don't really tend to win a whole lot. And I think it's just kind of how we said it. it's like not necessarily a movie for like the mass. I mean, it's like for yeah. a certain it's type of people, and normally right. those movies don't right. win a lot of kind of like Neighbors, yeah, or when it's like a anything niche market. else with Zac Efron in it. Oh, <laughs> 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 I said Poor it. Zach, there it man. is. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the big deal with superhero movies? Why do people care so oh much God. when every single last one of them is the exact same, including Jeez. Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> there uh, it is. <laughs> uh, so I'll let you get started on Deadpool because I heard you loved it, absolutely. Oh, my God, no. I hate <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the And I think it had to do with kind of like my every time something stupid would happen to move, my mom trained me to hate that type of humor. Yeah. So it's like oh, I see it I'm just like, okay, all right, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is just yeah. stupid. I don't find this funny. Yeah. Like, that's gross. <laughs> uh, I will say that is gross. gross. I want to leave now. Yeah. But I don't. It wasn't the best. I didn't like it. I just. I Why couldn't. not? I don't know. I don't think it was a good. Did you think it was funny? Not really. Okay, no. So I, I okay, thought so some parts were funny. Fell for you then because if yeah, I just because it was a okay. Comedy, why wasn't it funny? Because I, I have my theory. Oh, can I hear your theory? <laughs> yes, you <Yeah>. can. <laughs> it is <laughs> because it was. So I understand why people think it's funny because yeah. superheroes are not like that. Okay. Superheroes mm-hmm. are not abrasive they're they don't cuss mm-hmm. they don't kill people yep. they're not tunnel visioned they're trying to save everybody not one person yep. and so it's funny because deadpool it's was like very opposite. whatever i'm gonna tell you you're an idiot and that's gonna be that and people uh-huh. are like oh that's funny because it's not normal and yeah. people think and people laugh at what's well, not normal because uh-huh. fu- you know because it's out of the ordinary so yeah, of course it's like, like oh that's bigger. funny you know yeah. like but it was just so obvious that I that's agree. why it's he was appealing because he, he would say MF, 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 F, 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 like the S bombs were everywhere. everywhere. And it's and distasteful. Yeah, and, it, and <laughs> it, was, it was like a nuclear F bomb, you know, like it was too much. Like it, I felt the radiation yeah. leaving the theater, Gee. you know, like I didn't go see the theaters. I didn't spend my money on it, but. <laughs> but I do understand why people like I it. I could, I can see, yeah, because also I, like I was one of the ones who liked it. Actually. You did? Why did yeah, you like Uriel it? Yeah, Uriel loved it. <laughs> yeah, like Let's hear Uriel. Okay, okay. So like the first time I watched it, I loved it because okay. like for the past what like six or so years, we've seen the same rinse and repeat formula True. for superhero movies. Yep. So it was something fresh. It was something new, right? You still see that though. See, as, and I and I and it's I, the and same I, formula, different person. 
Yeah, like I can, I, I can, I can, I can still kind of respect that they kind of decided to take a fresh angle with it. I mean, yeah, it's still you know typical mm-hmm. origin story or whatever, but they kind of put a different spin on yep. it. And it also makes fun of superhero movies, like oh, she's about to do a superhero landing or whatever. Right. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it did. Yeah. It was. It yeah. broke a lot of those. Barriers and yeah. yeah, and um, so you know, it, it kind of made fun of superhero genre movie. So I, I, I can laugh at that and respect that. But um, upon trying to watch it a second time, that that crash. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, like that. you felt the radiation leaving. <laughs> see, because like, cause like that that same, that crass humor that I found so mm. funny in theaters. Yeah. Because and I mean, I feel like that effect, kind of like you said, how yep. like I went I went to the movie theater. I didn't see it. In the and theater. then there was people around me. Everybody We're was laughing, laughing at and it. And that makes a difference. So yeah. yeah, so you know that energy kind of yeah. rubbed off on me, and I was laughing. Yeah. And then you know when it was just me and my brother sitting at home watching it on the couch. Mm-hmm. You just sitting there. Like cringing. some of the yeah, some of the jokes <laughs> fell flat. Like kind of like. Uh, like oh you, you look like an avocado screwed yeah. a topogra- topographical map of yeah. Utah that doesn't even Rolled make my any eyes. sense <laughs> yeah. so why yeah I, I thought the testicle with teeth was hysterical <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, that one, I was laughing yeah. in some parts uh-huh. some parts were hilarious some parts Part, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. less parts than most you know like yeah. some parts I was like okay you guys are just I can tell that you guys did it improv. Yeah. Like, I can tell you guys just went through it over yeah. and over and over until you found something you liked that you could stop laughing at for three <laughs> seconds enough to do it right. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. so. And I think uh, when it comes, I guess we'll come to the question later, but when you talked about how, like, uh, all of them are kind of, like, the same, mm-hmm. I know I, when I was writing papers on, like, movies and stuff, I would always write how there's, when you're, like, looking into, like, going into entertainment, you either go into television for, like, the writing aspect of it, mm-hmm. or you go into movies for, like, the visual effects because it was like i don't remember like what it was like when they started bringing cgi all the writers were like well we don't like this so like they went over to television that's why like the effects Mm. in television are garbage like the stories are more like intricate is because like they all just like went over to television and started writing that and now you just have like all these Mm. like i I don't want to say no name writers because obviously they're not but not as like um like the story yeah the story is like not as important to them as like the writers so like that's why there's like this like, I'm not surprised when I go see a movie that is, like, Transformers. And I'm like, all right, this, like, it's not the best, like, written. But, like, yeah. that was an explosion that I enjoyed. And <laughs> right, right. I think it's more so just, Woo. like, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I think really? about that when I think of, like, Deadpool. Yeah. Because, like, it was a fun movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, personally, like, laugh out loud. But I can see why, if you were, like, in a movie theater with a bunch of people, why it would be funny. And, like, I probably would have enjoyed the experience then. I was on an airplane and I had headphones on and I was like, uh, this is the worst I've ever seen in my life. Every movie is <laughs> yeah. traveling on an airplane. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's just the social context. There's In psychology, there's this phenomenon known as group psychology where when you're in a group full of people who are doing one thing, you're more likely to conform to yeah. what they're doing just because. Uh, because you think you should, you know, like yeah. I said, you, when you don't want to stand out, you don't want to be behind. And so, yeah, it's it's a psychological fact i would say that when you are in a movie theater you're more likely to laugh at things that yeah. you would just kind of personally enjoy yeah. by yourself you wouldn't really laugh yeah. i did laugh out loud at some things <laughs> even <laughs> when i was alone like the <laughs> jessica with teeth i was like <laughs> <laughs> i imagine so laughing just like looking around the room like what <laughs> <is this?" laughs> like i did i like because my mom is usually right there and so when i laugh she's usually right there uh-huh. and I was like oh she's not there but it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> like, you know but oh Deadpool was yeah everyone was upset everyone and was it, so ready yeah for Deadpool to come out and I remember the t-shirts were out before the preview yeah. was out you know like everybody was uh, waiting I mean honestly the marketing for the movie was genius, genius. yeah genius like, absolutely like if, if yeah. anything you gotta hand it to them like they, yeah. they knew how to market oh yeah. That. oh yeah and I didn't know anything about Deadpool before 
Mm-hmm. that came out. I know people were saying, oh, he's an anti-hero, and I was like, what is that? And, like, <laughs> he's a hero or he's yeah. not. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. Different but, things to different people. But it did follow that he was doing the same thing Spider-Man was doing. He was saving the girl. Yeah. He was doing the same thing that Captain America would do. Mm-hmm. He was putting himself in danger so that other people around yeah, him didn't yeah, have I to think, suffer. Yeah. You know, and so he was a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just... A nasty one. You're right. He, <laughs> he was, was an just anti-hero. And, but you know what? He was still hot. He <laughs> <laughs> was still Ryan Reynolds, and, <laughs> and that's why we were okay <laughs> with him looking so deformed. But why? Why are superhero movies so important right now? Why are they such a big deal? You I know? feel like, um, well, it's it's like a long train of momentum. Like it didn't yeah. just happen overnight. Sure. Right. Because like the like the first superhero movie that had like a ton of success was. I mean, you kind of argue about this. It, it was either X Men or, or it was Spider Man, like the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, Spider Man Two came out, and then you had the X Men movies, and then uh, from there, then you had uh, Nolan's Batman trilogy come out, and then you know from then on, then from there until 2008 when Iron Man came out, and they, and then they decided like, okay, let's make an Avengers movie with like with like, all the Avengers in it. And then everybody was like, "Oh my God! Like, are you serious? Like, you know, all, yeah. all the all the comic mm-hmm. geeks were like freaking mm-hmm. out about right. it. I remember I was even freaking out too because I was Same, like, "What?" Yeah. But it appeals to a lot of people too, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's these mutant people yeah. going around yeah. jumping all over the place. I mean, it's the same thing with supernatural creatures. You know, mm-hmm. vampires were cool because they could do things, things we, we can't, yeah. and superheroes can do things we can't. You know, and so. Mm, Maybe it's just it's just a trend right now. Yeah, I think yeah. that plays Will into like the away? fact where <laughs> 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 I think that goes into the fact like superheroes are like perfect for movies because mm-hmm. as he said, there's like this huge history with it. So like you got a whole like a giant dynamic and then you also kinda have like stories already written for you. <laughs> you can <just laughs> right? pick and then you yeah. also like have these things where you can have like these amazing visual things to look uh-huh. at and that's kinda like what movies need is a story. And right. it's like okay, <laughs> one's already well written. I, d- yeah. I already have the characters. People are already like invested in these characters, mm-hmm. and all I have to do are what movies do best: make it look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just like it's the perfect formula mm-hmm. for like a great movie, because like that's all we have right now: are superhero movies. Because there's no one writing anything original currently, so right. it's like we don't have like any. They don't have anything to produce. So it's like, well, people go see the movies. They're good. Mm-hmm. Some are better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just because like it is something that everyone kind of like loves, like at some aspect or not. Maybe not everyone, but <laughs> some aspect, <laughs> the, yeah, some <laughs> some aspect people like really all like vibe with in a yeah. way, and you can still make it look amazing to bring the people that don't vibe with yeah. it in a way. Well, even I like it because they do appeal. I think they do a really good job of not just appealing to people who have read the comics yeah. since they were kids, because I really want to see Wonder Woman, <laughs> but for different reasons why somebody else <laughs> wants to see Wonder Woman. I want to <laughs> see Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman's hot, and <laughs> Wonder Woman <laughs> gets her own movie. Yeah. And she's a wo- she's a superhero I've always known about. I haven't always known about Green Lantern. I haven't always known about um, Spider Man. Even I haven't always known about. Uh, I've always known about Batman. I haven't always known about Captain America. Yeah. yeah. But Wonder Woman has always been there, it's and she's always been train. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. she's always been right next to Superman. Mm-hmm. But it was usually about Superman, Superman, unless it was like a cartoon movie yeah. Yeah. or her own special comics. She was usually th- she a had sidekick. A TV show. And a while back. Yes. Oh, yeah. A while, yeah, a while yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've but actually seen yeah. a few episodes of that. And Thoughts? Holy cow. <laughs> I uh, hear it was good back then. I mean, maybe, maybe back then. <laughs> Lots of things were good back it, then. Racism was good it, back then. Yeah. 
it, it does not hold up today, like in the slightest. You're right. No, um, yeah. But, uh, but uh, like, as far as like the movie trend, I mean, if you look at the production, there's only three major studios making those kinds of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Marvel, yeah. Marvel, Disney, obviously, be, and they're making the majority of the movies. Because they have the better writers. Yeah, because and, 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 in and, television, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. and not only that, because I mean, they found a formula that works, no, yeah. so they rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Gotcha. Because yeah. if you you watch a lot of the Marvel, Marvel movies, you can kind of follow a formula, give or take a few movies mm-hmm. that are, you know, that, um, and I, I love the movies that are, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Q formula. Explosion, yeah, so there's Marvel, then there's DC Warner Brothers trying to get their own Justice League movie off the ground with mm-hmm. Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. Man of Steel, or whatever. Um, and they're trying to do the formula backwards, they're trying to do Justice League first and then branch out to the smaller, yeah, movies, they which, messed up, yeah. They honestly, <laughs> like, we'll see if it works or not, but to me, that seems like a mistake. It's definitely not gonna be great. <laughs> I think it's gonna maybe, yeah. I don't want to, I think it might do a little bit better than Batman versus Superman, but I feel like they, like, they kind of dug their own grave when they only did those like Batman and Superman movies. And yeah. didn't like do anything else for like <laughs> ever. <laughs> right. then, like now here's everyone, and we're like, well, who are yeah. these people? What right. is happening? Well, you know. Yes. They did something even worse than just do? showing Batman and Superman. They put Batman and Superman in a movie together. They, <laughs> you're right. They did. I saw it with Uriel. I went. Yeah. That's the uh-huh. first time I went. I, I saw did, it. Did you like it? Uh, <laughs> 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 I was with. It was in a group of people. Okay, so and, but it wasn't funny, so like, I couldn't tell I what you. the group, what the mm-hmm. people were thinking, and so I just all had right. my own thoughts, and I knew Uriel was gonna love it somehow. I like which it. I don't think you did like it no. at all. Like no, you didn't like it at all. Nate no. did. One of our friends, Nate, yeah, really loved it. Nate, and then I remember, uh, I remember like having debates with him about that. Really? Yeah. Okay. The only reason I liked it is because superheroes. I'm not gonna. Lie. It was like <laughs> I, a pretty I, yeah, movie, and like, like I like I like watching Superman fly around and do yeah, things, and, and I stuff. did get emotional because I'm a basket case with movies, <laughs> and but l- let me uh, formulate why you probably didn't like it. Okay, go ahead. You like Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will say this. It's a I, yes or no question. I love, I love Batman. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Batman. Okay. So that's and, all and I that, need from and, you. And that, <laughs> and that one warehouse scene is probably like the only reason that I would like that movie because okay. that is by far warehouse the, scene. Yeah, the warehouse yeah. scene in the end where he, he saves save the mom. Superman's mom. Okay. Yeah, because okay. that that is the best mm. uh, Batman action scene in any movie. I, th- I would okay. agree. Pretty good. Okay, so go on. I, I don't think <laughs> people who love Batman and Stephanie loves Batman too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I had feverish debates with her about this is because that Batman was the most accurate Batman <laughs> that we've Daddy, ever seen. Bang, bang, Here's why. Fired. Batman I mean, that, a, that, that really depends on who you ask and what kind of incarnation of Batman. Because true, true. from what I've seen of Batman and from what everybody's told me of Batman, the people who like Batman like him because he is a normal person who makes normal mistakes. And they like him more than, say... I, not Iron Man because he's a normal person. Too. Uh, Superman. Superman. The Super- yeah, they yeah, like the him perfect, more than Superman. Yeah. I love Superman, by yeah. the way. Is because you know he's a person and he makes these mistakes, and I think that is an oversimplification of who Batman is because he is a grown man. <laughs> Here she who goes. <laughs> who runs around in a leather bat suit, beating up mentally ill people, and could you get that pen for me? <laughs> yeah, I could. And. If that were anybody else who wasn't rich and attractive and who didn't have this mound of money underneath him, and if someone who didn't sleep on money was doing that, 
people would be like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> like because normal people yeah. do yes, this. Yeah. Because there are people, I've seen the movie, I've seen the documentaries, where there are <laughs> normal people who run around mm-hmm. in superhero outfits, yeah. standing up, quote-unquote, to thugs, or whatever yeah. they think is something bad. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And bad Batman... Batman's main enemies are people who are mentally ill, and he runs around beating them up. Whether or not he kills them, in the games he definitely kills them, because <sighs> they go, quote-unquote, unconscious, but then they never wake up, so I don't know what that is. It's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but the Batman in this one was so accurate because you finally get to see that brooding... Yeah miserable guy mm-hmm. who just wants to yeah. control everything around him. And I think that's who Batman's been the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think that people who liked Batman didn't like that Batman because that's the real Batman. And they don't <laughs> like seeing they don't like seeing Batman without a real cause to get so, like, somebody. Do anything, yeah. Because he's not against Joker, he's not against Scarecrow, he's not against Penguin. He's against, against like, a, a nice guy. And they hated yeah. that because everybody knows Batman was wrong. Because yeah. Superman isn't human. And people don't like that. Stephanie doesn't like that. She was saying that because, you know, it's easy for him to just be the superhero because he has all these powers and that's boring. But Superman is an alien. And (laughs) and tell me how that's boring. He's an alien. alien, So (laughs) I don't think he gets the same standards as a person like Batman who is just a regular person. And you can look at it from the aspect of like. Superman may be an alien, but believe it or not, he was raised a human. <laughs> and he feels like, <laughs> he a, like he's like, raised why do they want to? So, yeah, because I, <laughs> I think there was, I don't remember what movie it was in, but there's a scene where someone was telling him, like, you, you need to be, like, more for them. Like, he's, like, held to, like, this yeah. unrealistic point. And he's like, well, I don't know if I can do it because he feels like he a human would do it. Like, he's not a human. He's like, I can't. I don't he know. looks yeah. like a human. He's like, I don't know what yeah. they want from me. I do yeah. something now, but then they, like, hate me later. And it's just yeah. like this, I guess you can say it's like this torn aspect of his character it's like he may be unhuman but he feels human yeah and the fact that we like think like we put him as like this alien this god or like above mm-hmm. us he's like yeah. he doesn't know how to feel about that and how he internalizes yeah. it yeah i think it's easy to make an enemy out of superman i would agree. but i don't i don't like batman <laughs> like i don't like who he is i don't like I him mean, like i mean for me the main thing where the movie failed was the conflict between batman versus superman because it's based off a comic that came out i think in 1988 1989 uh-huh. the, dark, the dark knight returns and i read that in high school i went through a comics phase in high school so i read like a lot of comics and uh, in that in that graphic novel um superman is actually the one who, com- who comes after batman mm-hmm. because batman kind of starts letting loose and he you know kind of takes over gotham city or whatever he gets he gets mm. the, he gets like thugs on his side he would like he like, yeah, like he like uh he, he defeats the leader of this gang and the gang uh-huh. kind of riles up behind him and they're called the sons of batman and they all kind of run around you know fighting crime or whatever mm-hmm. and uh and then the president calls in superman he's like look like i need you to take care of this problem can you do it and superman's like i mean i yeah sure i'll, I'll do it for you and so and superman is the one is the one who comes after batman so it's like Superman is the one who had a problem with Batman and not the other gotcha. way around. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, yeah, I can kind of see how that could work. Like, Batman, Alien, you know, whatever. I yeah. can't trust him, whatever else. But they didn't develop Superman's side of it. So if they hadn't I, developed yeah, Superman's side of it, I feel like, at least in that respect, it would have been better. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the movie had a lot of other problems. You're, you're I not mean, wrong. <laughs> I mean, just the, just the dynamic between Batman and Superman. Superman. Batman wanted him gone 
and he explicitly said because there is a one percent chance he yeah. may yeah. be bad. But I think that's like Batman's thing is like he just he he's always a he's control very uh, yeah he wants to yeah. be able to have a like a plan yeah. to deal with anyone and I don't think he necessarily had one for Superman. <laughs> he was like, oh man! <laughs> and I was so upset that he almost won, and uh-huh. because that's like when one guy said to me. You know, when it was Iron Man versus Captain America, he was like, you know, Captain America could have killed him, but he held back. And I was like, why would you want that in a hero? Why would you yeah, want somebody who's yeah. going to even cross or come up, up to, to that, that line? That like why would you want there. that? And mm-hmm. for no other reason than because I don't want to do what you tell me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can talk about Captain America <laughs> on a whole other segment. But no, <laughs> no, um, it just seemed like. Batman was himself in that movie and everybody hated that movie and that tells me that that's the real Batman. I know like a lot of people no. just didn't like it because it was Ben Affleck. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, he was, was also but he, but he looked furious. But why? Because he I looked like Batman. He was he had that big old jaw, he had that I have puffed no out clue. chest. Obviously, he he's the worst buff. Batman out of all the Batman people. I think he is. They're the worst like I hate Batman. this movie. I read it and it but didn't even come out. Because he I could see why people hated him uh-huh. because he was the one who portrayed the Batman and uh-huh. not Christian Bale's Batman, who was... You didn't really see Christian Bale's personality Batman. He was the Dark Knight. Yeah, you saw you saw the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. You saw him going after something, yeah. not what he, ta- what he says and what mm-hmm. he tells himself, but you did see that in Ben Affleck's Batman, yeah. and Ben Affleck's Batman was never smiled, I don't think, throughout the entire <laughs> movie. I think like, if they would have like made it so that like, you know how there's, like, so many, like, Batman movies and there's, like, so many Superman movies? If yeah. it would have made it so that the characters are... Because they've changed the characters so much, and I think that also, like, mm-hmm. really made... Like, we all don't... Like, we can't vibe with that character because of how often they've changed, and we really haven't had, like, a consistent thing mm-hmm. to, like, um, be, like, attached to. And I think that's... Like, well, like, well, why do I even care, like, why these two are... I don't... I just want to... Can we get to the action again? Yeah. Um, like, like, for me, like, uh, I do... Like, I, I, I strongly dislike the movie... Um, I can't say I hate it because of that warehouse scene, but, gotcha, gotcha. That, but, I, but I will say that that's probably my favorite Batman that's been on film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I love that Batman, and I'm excited to ben see... Ben Affleck's Batman? Yeah, yeah, I love that Batman, but I just do not love the movie at all. Okay. Um, but to me, that's not my true Batman that I grew up with. My Batman is from the animated series that was in the 90s. Yeah. Because that's the Batman that, yeah, that could still, you know, like, you know, beat you up, but, you know, he, st- he still cares about you because... Um, <laughs> I remember, I remember, like I remember one plot. I know it sounds funny, but like I remember one plot line where uh, Mr. Freeze, his sole purpose is to find a cure for his wife who's dying. Right. Yeah. And so he go, he goes that. out of a way and does whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and Batman can understand that. So you know, like when it, whenever he comes up to him, instead of you know running up to the fist first and foremost, he's like, like li- like look, like I have money, I can help you. Please mm-hmm. let me just help you. You don't have to do this. You don't have to you know kill all yeah. these people or whatever else. Like you know, let me help you first. And, and, you know, but Mr. Freeze is kind of already set in his ways or whatever. He's kind of already devolved in that. So that Batman has to resort to the fist. But he but he never crosses the line to kill him. And that's kind of where I was kind of iffy on the on the, on the Batman versus Superman. Yeah. He was intending to kill Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he clearly killed people, like, in that movie. Yes. Um, but uh, Batman, that, that's always been his rule, is he doesn't kill people. Right. But within the context of the movie... He's old and gritty, and he's been through a lot. Like you know, like yeah. you, you see, like you see the Robin suit tagged up with mm-hmm. uh, Joker's thing on it. So you know, he's tired of it, 
and they didn't really explain that in the movie, but they if didn't. but if you yeah, uh, I mean obviously it's a setup yeah, for another movie. Yeah, but uh, but if you if you if you know if you know enough about the character, you can kind of see okay, this is this kind of Batman. This isn't the typical kind of Batman. Yeah. This is the extreme gritty Frank Miller type of Batman. Mm-hmm. But for people who who see that, they're like, oh okay, well you know like 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 you said, you know like that that's the true real Batman. Or you know or some people were you know reversal like that's not my Batman. He doesn't kill people or you mm-hmm. know. Or whatever else, but uh, it it kind of just depends on on one what which Batman you prefer from like the comics or anime series, which yeah. like which which Batman you grew up with, I guess is one. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. I didn't grow up with the <laughs> comic Batman. Yeah. I grew up with what people would tell me about Batman, Batman. <laughs> which was that he would hit people in the head who needed to be in a mental institution. Truly amazing. And he also wore a leather bat suit. And so <laughs> and so as time progressed, I was like this guy's actually crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not but saying he's not crazy. He's yeah. he's he's clearly got he's issues insane. in therapy. He's, yeah, I would, would say he's he as insane as his enemies, honestly. Yeah. He's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be stopped. <laughs> but yeah. no. Yeah, there's plenty of theories out there where he's actually just an insane asylum patient and, and I've heard that and, yeah. and, he's, and these villains that he's fighting are just like aspects of his okay. own personality oh or whatever. That else. would be fantastic. Honestly, uh, I would people love would him be if furious. that were true. <laughs> I, I'd be people like, would be up yeah, in arms. <laughs> there would be riots in the streets. <laughs> I mean, as long as it was a movie out, like or like a story outside, yeah, of yeah, like, like a different I mean? universe. Yeah. But, yeah. but if they were like, no, this is how it really <laughs> is. For the past, yeah. Since 1939. Like warning. Yeah. This yeah. is the yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah. So last couple questions. All right. Um, Jaren, you are a film studies major, right? That is That's true. A media studies is what you said. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to get into movies, and what is it like so far studying that? I, what really made me want to be, at first, to be quite honest with you, the Jaren, like, from birth till about, <laughs> I want to say sophomore year, was going to be a marine biologist. And oh. then, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then, I don't know, what ha- I think I just, it's also, it has to do with how I, like, I moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. And you get to see that there are, like, so many different people. And, like, some people are kind of the same, but, like, there's, like, different ways to, like, look at different situations. And in my, like, my w- mind or, like, the world I've lived in, it, the hardest thing to do is, like, change someone's mind or, like, see it from someone else's point of view. But when you think about movies, that's kind of, like, the point of them. And that's uh, probably, like, what I would say the easiest way to put someone in someone else's shoes would be to, like, make a movie from the person's eyes you would like the person to be in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think just, like, having the thought that, like, I could uh, transport someone to, like, another world and, like, maybe help them learn something that they didn't previously know or didn't know like was an issue or just even like uh have people experience different things that they never experienced and to have like that uh how we talked about like on opening day when everyone's in the movie thing you just have like that reaction like i went to go see uh sausage party i did not like the movie <laughs> but like like i was it was a good movie up until like the last 10 minutes and then like the like the reactions <laughs> like everyone in the the theater that was like it, it makes you feel weird and violated. it's just like yeah, i mean you're right bit. violated but when you have everyone feeling <laughs> sort of like the exact same emotion at once and like it's all audible and it's like very like physical reaction to like something that you're not even there to like actually like touch or anything mm-hmm. I think that's very powerful mm-hmm. and I think that's like kind of what drives me to continue mm-hmm. and yeah. to answer your question uh, how has it been so far I think it's I feel like the worst media student on the planet just because it's like when it's kind of different when you're like in other fields it's like I may be studying to be a doctor but like when you're a media student if you're not actively producing anything it's kind of like you're not a media student because it's not like like, when it comes to, like, uh, like you can't actually practice, like, you can't be a, a, do- a practicing doctor until you, like, get a certain degree. But as a media student, you can produce things anytime as long as, like, you have, like, the resources or whatever, which I currently do, but I'm not 
producing as much as I wish I would. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm in like the weird part where it's like oh, I probably should be doing something, and I just need to figure out what it is so I can just like start putting stuff out there because I feel like I'm so behind. But I I've talked to a couple people and we're all kind of just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of things do you think? Um, what kind of movies do you plan on making? I mean, I'm really big in. I know we talked about how like the trailers now, um, like in the past, they're like so vague and everything. I really am into like more so not um, making like mystery movies. I guess I don't want to say mystery movies, but just something like I think about the um, the new Star Wars movie that came out. That I, every time I go see it, like um, when me and my mom or whoever's in the car, we drive back from the movie. We always talk about like what we would do differently. And I'm like, I think they gave away too much of, like, this. I would have, like, held some things back for, like, the next movie, but I know how Disney is, and they just like to throw things at people's faces and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just give you all of it. Yeah. So I think, I don't know necessarily, like, what genre of film I want to produce or, like, uh, make, but I do want to, like, make it something that is a little bit more um, vague or, like, um, uh, brain exercising. Kind of abstract. Yeah, abstract. So. Something that makes you think or like something that you have to be like, oh, well, maybe this is like what's happening, but then like it turns out to be something else like in a later, like along the line, if that So helps. you want to mind sex people. I am definitely <laughs> looking to mess some minds up, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Uriel, what would you be interested, would you be interested in making movies? And if so, what kind of movies would you make? Absolutely. Ever since I was a kid, it was always my dream to make movies. Um, I mean, I have a bunch of ideas for different kinds of movies I like to make, and they're kind of all over the place. Um, but I think for the most part, it'd be like like thrillers and like action movies, because that's mainly what I grew up watching. But you know, like, uh, but more more with like a drama aspect. You know what I mean? Like I don't I, w- I don't want to just focus on like the explosions, or I wouldn't just focus on the explosions or, or what have you. <laughs> I would uh, <laughs> like I would I would mainly focus on you know on the storytelling aspect of it. So you know um, anything that's like a good story, like a, gr- a good like true to life story, I'd probably want to make that too. So. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, any closing remarks, comments? You guys want to get off your chest before we? Sign out. Uh, let's all say our favorite movie. Favorite movie? Yeah. Of all time? I hate you. Of all time. <laughs> I have a couple, but I, I know which one I want to say. Okay. So I'll go first. You go. Okay. <laughs> My favorite movie would probably be Clue. Clue? Clue, the movie, like based off the board game sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never seen that. And right. It's a great movie. I, I have, have it. You'll watch okay. it. And the okay. thing I like about it best, just to give you guys time to think, <laughs> um, <laughs> is the way they do it, they kind of... They don't really tell you the ending, and it's kind of like multiple endings, sort of. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was like a clever way of doing it, and I really enjoyed okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I got to give two answers for this. Uh, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Uh, one is uh, Steve Jobs because yeah. everything about that movie, technically speaking, like it's amazing. Like the writing, directing, acting, cinematography, everything about that I love, and it gets better and better every time I watch it. Uh, and just like you know, the title is a movie about Steve Jobs, and it takes place over uh, three different time periods: 1984, 1988, and 1998. And um, and it all takes place at uh, product releases. So it's just kind of it, all, it yeah. always takes place backstage, mm. and it's just kind of him interacting with these same different people and how their how his relationships change over time, how they grow, and some and how some of them actually crumble. And uh, my favorite part about the, about that movie is that. Each different uh, time period is filmed with a different camera. So, oh. like, 1984 is filmed with 8mm, 1988 is filmed with 16mm, uh, and then 1998 is filmed in digital. 
so you get a feel of what time period we're in. Because I don't know any of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's just this just the size of like the film or whatever. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but nineteen eighty four, it's super grainy, so you get it feels like nineteen eighty four, you know. Yeah. Um, and it kind of you know bouncing off that. Cloud Atlas is my other favorite movie because it's a movie about reincarnation, and it takes place over six different time periods from like the eighteen hundreds up way up until of like a way future po- po- post apocalyptic. Isn't that a book? Yeah, it was it was a book, um, and it got turned into a movie, and it's basically about the power of love and how love overcomes. Mm. And in each different uh, time, uh, in each different time period, uh, it follows these two lovers, and not in every single one, not every single one has a happy ending, but like you know, like eventually, and some of them they do get their happy ending. So mm. it's kind of a beautiful thing to see of how like yeah, love. Maybe it doesn't always win out, but it it wins out in like it wins out eventually. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Within the context of reincarnation. Yeah. So gotcha. that's that's another movie that Very I really cool. love. I'm tempted to just sign out without that. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, you got it. I will say the one movie that always comes to mind. You know, I see all these movies uh, in my life, and I'm like, oh, that's my new favorite movie. I never remember them, except uh-huh. I remember one movie. Whenever somebody asks that question, and it's Easy A. Because mm. that movie just makes me <laughs> laugh every time I see it. Emma Stone is so hilarious. And I was so obsessed with that movie that I would listen to the commentary while the movie was playing. So I got to hear what sh- her relationship was like with the director. Uh-huh. And I loved it. And I love how the director is. And I love their relationship. Yeah. And because they would kind of beat each other up a little bit. and But they were still so great together. Oh. And it was about something so real. You know, it was about how awful high school is, first <laughs> of all, which I relate to every day of my life. But, yeah, I just, I loved the acting and the dialogue was spot on. Honestly, it was an educational movie because of how well articulated these teenagers were. And I've all, it's one of those movies that I thought, I want to be like that. I want to talk like that. I want to be... I want that to be part of me, you know, and so yeah. that's why I really, I really enjoyed that. Very, but very good choice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, cool. <laughs> 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 thank you guys so much for joining me tonight, and thank you to my listeners for joining us. Um, I'm Carson Lopez. Uh, this was Uriel and Jaren, and this is Coalition M signing out. <laughs>